Hello, hello, hello. It's Howie Spangler. Welcome to Tales from the Green Room. Uh, how you guys doing? Everybody good? Everybody alive and hopefully healthy? Um, I assume you're alive if you're listening to this right now. If you're not, call 911. <clears throat> um, today I got my friends uh, Chris Carasalis and Russ Baum from Meager Kings uh, from Ohio and Indiana, respectively. Um, yeah, the, the, it's a band that I, I met these guys a while back and uh, produced their record and they're starting to release their singles right now. New song called Shake is out right now. Go listen to that by Meager Kings. Uh, I think it's my favorite one on the record. It's uh, acoustic and just very, it's very, uh, pulls in the heartstrings a little bit. So it's just real. I dig it. Uh, spent this entire weekend with the Bump and Uglies at my friend Ted Bounds' house of Pacifier. Uh, the Passive Farm, and uh, thank you to Ted and, and Brianna and their dog Bob for hosting us. And uh, man, we worked hard. We made some. Uh, those guys tracked 18, 18 tracks of uh, bass and drums. So um, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Um, and now we're going to be doing uh, guitars and vocals and other layers in the coming weeks. So a new Bump and Uglies record coming soon. Uh, I love producing and mixing. If you're in a band and you're looking for uh, a good mix or somebody to produce you, hit me up. Hit, slide in that DM, baby. Uh, hit me on community. Uh, you guys can text me now. Give me a text. Let's uh, let's chat it up, man. Um, <clears throat> 443-222-9071. Text me up. Let's chat. Um, you know, you might get some, uh, every now and then I might drop a, uh, like a mass text. Everybody kind of let me, let, let you guys know what's going on. But, um, yeah, if you just want to shoot the shit, hit me up. Also, uh, I now have an account with uh, cameo. So I'm on cameo. Had some people asking why I'm not on there. So I figured, okay, I guess I'll try to get on there and they let me on. So I'm on cameo now. If you're looking for a shout out for yourself or for a friend or, uh, just to help brighten their day a little bit, let's do it. I'm ready. I am here for you in all capacities, on all the platforms, in any way possible that I can help. Instagram, Howie Spangler, YouTube, Howie Spangler, all the huge. Uh, I'm on TikTok as well, and I'm, I've been really slacking on that. Been slacking on the YouTube channel, actually. I need to get back on that shit. Um, my Green Day videos, I got you know, it's been kind of a weird few weeks, so kind of taken off, but I need to get back into it. Um, the Ballyhoo merch is, uh, is moving and uh, the sunglasses are now on sale. If you go to uh, FedThrill, FedThrill.com, uh, you can grab yourself a pair of Ballyhoo signature shades uh, in a Wayfair style. And uh, those are rad. And what else is going on? Uh, we got stickers, we got pins, and we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, Shop.BallyhooRocks.com. We've recently changed, um, changed uh, merch companies. And we're now using the Shopify's as our backend, so it's been going really well so far. Um, I just got a text that the guys are gonna to start producing all the all the merch you guys ordered, and should be getting out, I imagine, end of the week, next week. So, stoked for that. Uh, what else? Anything else important? Hmm. Ah, uh, you know, sub up. Let's. Uh, Let's keep doing this thing. I'm, uh, this is episode number 121 of Tales from the Green Room. Uh, if you're looking to do some uh, advertising, hit me up. 
I'm, uh, I'm starting to get into, uh, I know how to do videos now on the video pod and all that. So, uh, if you'd like to do some, uh, throw up a 30 second video or something like that, um, or maybe I'll do an ad read or whatever, uh, hit me up and I will do that for a very inexpensive fee. We got about a hundred thousand streams coming up here on the, uh, on the pod. So word. All right, let's get into it. This is Meager Kings. Tales from the Greener, episode number 121. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tales from the Green Room, episode number 121. Uh, this is uh, my, my dudes, Russ and Chris from the band Meager Kings, all the way from Ohio. What's up, guys? It's a long journey. <laughs> it is. Long it is. journey. My journey's even longer. I'm from Indiana. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, you're out in Indiana. Everybody, you got the whole Midwest uh, gathering over here, at least covered. a piece of it. Huh? Total cover. Yeah, boy. I uh, would like to uh, let everybody know, yes, I'm wearing the same clothes I was wearing yesterday. I have not showered this morning. Russ was quick to point that out to me. He's looking way more handsome and, and clean, cleaner than I am. I, I, I would have to agree with you today, Howie. I would have to agree with you today. You're looking good. I like the, I like the facial hair. Thanks, man. You're an agreeable guy. You're an agreeable yeah. guy. You know, yeah. uh, I, I tell people all the time, whatever Howie says goes. And when he's right, he's right. And I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I'm your producer. No way. <laughs> you do this. Okay. You do this, and then it's done. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Man, uh, just chilling out here home. in Indiana, man. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a fantastic uh, Wednesday. Just, uh, I've been doing my live streams in the mornings and working on Meager Kings and uh, all the new music coming out, you know, releasing music, watching you guys blow up, watching uh, all the other friends uh, do, their, do their thing, just killing it, man. It's been great. Yeah, it's been it's been fun, man. You just you got to stay on top in this quarantine era. You're doing you're oh, doing yeah. the uh, you're doing those morning uh, coffee things with people. That's fun. Yeah, dude. Uh, Monday through Friday, nine thirty a.m. to ten thirty a.m. Uh, we're just out there going live, and you know, I'm just really more or less just having a lot of fun and trying to throw that positivity out. I figure a lot of my buds are, aren't up that early in the music world of things, and I got the I got the, the market cornered. <laughs> that is a good time. That's definitely you got that that morning crowd. Uh, I love it, man. That's dedication. Five days a week. That's Five days club. a week. That's yeah. for the coffee lovers. That's incredible. I'm telling you, every every, uh, and if I'm not on time, if I'm five minutes late, my inbox is blown up with people saying, "Where are you at? It's nine thirty, right? It's nine thirty. I need you today, Russ. You know, I need them too, man. It's a two way street. That's yeah. amazing. It is, man. It is. That's I'm pretty great, proud man. of it. Uh, yeah, I love to see that, man. So uh, you guys are working on new songs. That's fun. What's uh? Yeah. What's what's up with you, Chris? Man, I've been hanging out the islands. The islands in Ohio have been pretty rampant right now, so it's been pretty crazy out this way. I'm like, I feel like Ohio may be one of the only states right now putting music in the public forum. So it's kind of weird out this way. It's like the wild, wild west, man. I'm being honest, God, you go to these islands and it's just, it's it's absolutely still people everywhere. It's absolutely insane people right now. People on top of people. I'm like once the once the floodgates open at the end of May, I've been nonstop busy doing that backyard booking right now, filling gaps for for venues that are just trying to figure out their every day at the moment. So my every day has been changing every day, especially you know with all of our music and working with what we're doing right now. So it's just every day is a constant busy scenario. 
How's the, uh, I mean, how are they doing? How are the venues doing over there on the islands? Like, so like- right now it's like, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. It's kind of crazy to be honest with you. So it's like some of the venues are doing full on full bore entertainment. And then some of the other venues, it's like hit or miss. Um, I've had a couple of venues call and cancel out entertainment for two months of this summer so far. I've had other venues that open the full door and are bringing in bands, acoustic artists, stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting because every day you got to pay attention to what the state is putting out because it obviously the, the the stuff goes out every every day around here. But um, the venues, it's kind of crazy because since the switchover happened, all of the restaurant venue bars, all of their numbers for food and retail sales like that have gone up tremendously since all of this has happened. So it's kind of. It's interesting. It's like a, a vice versa switch. They weren't doing so well a year ago when you do the food service industry. Now every restaurant is just their service is just up the roof right now. It's insane. Like I really don't have an answer for that. <laughs> so it's like this though I don't have an answer for anything in the world other than as long as people stay healthy and keep on their mark with what's going on, you just gotta go every day. But yeah, it's a different story every day out here with that right now. We're in a bizarro world right now. It's it's we are. You know, I'll tell you what, I think like out here, we're noticing like with all the stuff that has gone on, we're noticing that, and you know, I've talked about this with a couple other artists. It seems like this time frame weans out some of the hobbyists and brings out a lot of the the guys and ladies that are, that are on it every day. So I've been feeling a lot of our show gaps out here with the people that have been, you know, playing constant. So a lot of the people that have jobs, you know, the nine to fivers and stuff like that, God bless you guys. Um, the ones that go to work, it's, you know, they have to go to work. So, you know, obviously guys like us and the ladies out there like us that are in this particular scenario, you know, we're living day by day right now. So, you know, the factors of the nine to fivers and those people having work, it's like, stick to it, (laughs) stick to it right now, because there is no definite of when any of us are going to be able to just jump right back into it. But like I said, Ohio seems to be steady with shows and, artists right now so if anybody's out there wants to play a show shoot me a shout (laughs) are they doing uh are they doing like uh the half capacity thing or yeah like most of these places right now yeah yeah like uh some of them are at 30 percent. some of them are at 60 percent. nobody's gone over 70 percent capacity at any of these places right now so uh like the catawba island brewery for example is one place that russ and i play at quite prevalently and last week they hit capacity and they had to stop letting people in and so their capacity was 60 percent. but um what i've noticed with a lot of the venues and restaurants now if you have any sort of outdoor scenario going on as far as like a pavilion or outdoor seating arrangement stuff like that that's where all of this has been kind of taking the cake and those businesses are doing great because obviously people can circumference themselves going more outside than sitting inside the buildings so that's been helping a lot of the businesses right now too so as i said man it's interesting to see how everybody's operating everybody's doing something different it's it's interesting yeah it's uh shit is wild right now man um so i'd like to know uh, you didn't get the memo about wearing your own band's t-shirt yeah chris what's up with that like did you just did you you, like do it on Howie purpose? Got the memo. What are you? What are you? Are you trying to tell me you're Spider Man? Are you trying to tell me you're Spider Man? Sorry, wear buddy. a Spider Man shirt. I figured how we would really <laughs> dig the Spider Man shirt, but you can't really see it though. I dig the Spider Man shirt. I do. I do. I just like. So I would like to know why you ignored an order. You know what? 
Russ hit me about ten to one today. What was what time did I text you, Russ? About I don't, yeah, I don't it was know. ten after twelve. It was ten Might after been. twelve, somewhere around there. Yeah, and you're like, I see you guys cut me out. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what are you guys doing this on me? You guys, are you <laughs> and then I told like, Russ, I'm like, he hit me back, and he's like, you good for one? I'm like, actually, I'm 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 taking a poop right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure around here. There you are, you know. Corona time. No, no reason. No we reason almost, to be fake. We almost did it, Russ. <laughs> Almost. You know, you talk about tour. Since none of us can be on the road, you get a little tour love back at you. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you look a little. You look like like you might have been straining a little bit. Like you, you know, I, yeah, like a little bloodshot in the eyes and things. Still a little red. <laughs> right here. In the oh boy. Bit. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw Howie. I saw that you had uh, you had like some of your solo stuff uh, get pressed back. Uh, this was it this weekend because of the uh, the resurgence. Yeah, that sucks, man. You got, I know they're testing more, I guess. And so more cases are going to be popping up, of course. But, you know, there's people that are definitely just ignoring things, ignoring the rules, the guidelines, whatever you want to call them. And just, yeah, like, you know, fuck that. I ain't wearing a mask, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, we just prolong the shit. Make it it go longer. Cool. Awesome. Like, just come on, dude. So ridiculous. So you like, actually had booked show. Yeah, I saw that on the post. So you had booked shows for this weekend acoustic, and they called them off. Well, I had a show. I got two this weekend, and the one on Friday got canceled because there's a spike out there at the beach right now. Oh, wow. um, in Hoboth, and uh, like a lot of the bar staff and uh, service industry is getting coming up positive. Um, yeah. So they had to uh, cancel it. Um, they, they were, it was going to be a, a, like a social distance type of event where like, there's like, things are spaced out. It's a half, capa- they're at half capacity. Things are spaced out. So you stay in your area. You know, it's like, it's like when you're with your friends that, or your family that you're with all the time, you've been there this whole time with them, you should be fine. So if you all go together and you stay together yeah. and you don't start yeah. mingling with other people that may no not people. have been adhering to the guidelines the last three or four months you know, then you'd probably be all right. So that's the idea. And you wear your mask and you just play it cool. You know, you, if you, it's like, if you want to go out and you want to enjoy things, it's like, we complained about being locked down and then we finally get to go out and then you go fuck it up. It's yeah. like, you like, uh-huh. just, it's like, look, man, there's still some rules. Like, look, we're allowed to go out now. Great. Awesome. Let's go get, let's go to a place and go hang out. But like, still don't just go in like, like everything is normal again, you know, like, Cause then that just causes yeah. this thing to happen and it's happening in the Southern States and the Western States. And, you know, it's just, everybody flocks to the beach. And to me, it's like, I don't, maybe going to the beach is okay. Cause you know, pre- everybody's pretty spaced out at the beach anyway, even before COVID-19 we'd always be spaced out from people. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you want to have your own little spot. Um, but it just seems like, you know, if you're going to be in close quarters with people fucking wear the mask, what's the big deal? Yeah, be cool. Be what's cool, the bro. Fucking- you know, people I mean, are mad. They got to wear their mask for ten minutes in the grocery store. Like, dude, yeah. come on, man! I go in the post office. I fuck. I've been going to the post office this whole time. I'm fine. Like, it's like I wear a mask. I, I I'm literally there for two minutes, dropping shit in the Dropbox. I walk back out, take the mask off. You know, it's just like super easy. I said, you know, like you know, that's the biggest thing too. It's it's going to get to a point, and I've actually talked to some people out in uh, Arizona and in California. And, you know, and they're to the point right now that they're mandatory making people wear masks if they go outside. And it's going to get to a point where, like, if people aren't paying attention to this, they're going to make all of us do that. And it's just going to be a mandatory thing. Like, you're not even going to be able to walk outside at some point without that mask. 
I remember a few years ago when this when the whole SARS thing was going on and we were getting video feeds from uh, like Asia and all that and we saw the entire population was masked up man you know it's like uh, they survived and got through it uh, but they were playing it smart of course you know probably had a forced hand you know when you look at it, it oh yeah what it is but we're living in this world right and we're not gonna let it down yeah not gonna let us down you look at yeah. other countries like you look at other countries and America is going like this when everybody else is down here. <laughs> I know, like right? South Korea yeah. is like wow. flat. And we're like, oh, look, boom, we're going up. <laughs> we are literally the only ones kicking and screaming. It's, yeah, because <laughs> you know? like, we're that country. Like, like, you you can't can't like, no. All right, like, but. It's like, okay, so everybody crazy. else is going yeah. down, but, you know, it's, it's insane. Wild, like, Europe, Europe has double the population we do, but half the fucking cases. Yeah, you know? and, and we're not allowed in Europe anymore for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, right. yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to go over there and so much for that UK tour. You're, you're not even allowed. In, you're not even allowed in Canada right now. They, like I'm only about an hour and fifty-five minutes from the Canadian border, right? Well, obviously twenty minutes by boat, but by boat, Detroit, yeah. They have all of that borderline through the lake and all the way up into Detroit. All that's still blocked off. You can't even go to Canada right now. So it's wow. like crazy friends. Crazy friends. Oh, hey, Garrison. Uh, go ahead and answer the, that, buddy. We're the uh, no, I hit ignore. We're the Sorry. country that's supposed to lead by example, and we're not doing it. You know, yeah. other countries are kicking our ass right now. And yeah, well, you know, it's what can, it is. You can you can be mad about that. Just look at the fucking facts, though, dude. <laughs> like, go, yeah. go go do some research, and you'll find out. So you're a Google yeah. search away from from seeing the results and looking the at the real. Charts. Exactly. You can have exactly. that attitude all you want, but you know, hold on, guys. It ain't gonna fix things. It ain't gonna fix things. <laughs> Where's Chris so want to tell me about your yeah, week, Howie. Uh, you were you're just out at there the old Passive Farm. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah uh, how's the phone uh, doing? How's uh, the Pacifier boys? Good man. I, I, was, I saw Ted and his wife. Um, they put It'll us up. Me and the Bump and Uglies guys, and we uh, we made a we started making a record. Um, they got eighteen tracks of bass and drums. Nice. And, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, yeah, I mean they 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 impressed me. You know, like Brandon is a, uh, he's becoming a machine. machine. What's that? He's, be- he's becoming a machine. He's been a machine, man. Like I've been for years, I've been watching him just like, he just writes the lyrics and they're really good lyrics. You know, they're not, mm-hmm. it's not bullshit. And, uh, the songs have just gotten better and better. And, um, I, I definitely had some in- input on a, a few songs on the, the arrangement side. And, um, but for the most part, everything was just, ready to go you know and then i would just chime in like hey what's that don't you say those guys are usually like that with you like so they just make it so easy because they've already got it most of it figured out by the time they come to you they've kind of got their shit together they know what to do yeah they're probably the they're probably the easiest band that i've worked with uh no disrespect Um, (laughs) yeah it'd be difficult they just yeah they just have their shit together and so much they've been doing it so long and just like He's just really good at writing songs and, and arrangement, and and the band takes uh, the band takes like uh, direction really well. Like the drummer TJ is, is just a monster, and um, <clears throat> you know he likes to he likes to go crazy and throw in a lot of fill sometimes. And I just tell him to dial it back and and you know keep it simple and and let those parts happen when they're supposed to, so they shine, you know. And uh, and then everything came out super clean. And so does TJ and tones, man. So does TJ and Wolf work together to lay down all that drum and bass? They they do it. They they all they record. Basically, I have them a, a good way to do it. 
I do this with a lot of bands when I'm do, when I'm tracking drums. Uh, we basically have the whole band lay down a skeleton. Uh, they run through the whole track as it's supposed to be. And everybody can, you know, it's all scratch. So yeah. once I get that, you know, we can do one or a few, kind of get a few in there. And then the rest of the band just kind of fucks off. And then it's just me and the drummer um, for a couple hours. Um, basically just kind of getting, uh, getting the, getting the drums down and then I got to go in and edit all the drums. And so we don't do any tracking until I edit, get the drums all edited and finished, um, and to the grid, you know, cause every, yeah. you know, every drummer, like uh, mo- most records that you hear have edited drums on them. Everything's edited, but it's not so much that like to sound like a robot. It's just to kind of where there's a, you know, if you get off the grid a little much and it's noticeable, um, yeah. you know, then I'll put it back, but it, I, it's not, it's not like dead on with the click yeah you know? like i like to leave it pretty human uh get that so, you know so then and then once we get that i have i have the bass player come in and we start building on top well i'm excited to hear another one of the, your projects come together man i just seen so many good things and heard so many good things on the whole thing it's just it's it's cool it makes it makes me and i'm sure chris can agree it makes us feel pretty damn cool that that you put together our project and and you helped us grow substantially in the studio uh, when oh, yeah. it came to understanding uh, 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 so much more about the recording process, dude. Like uh, you know, um, short story. Uh, whenever whenever you and I and Chris went when we did that Latour de Vore together, and Chris and I had had gone to the studio and kind of tried to create what we ended, you know, uh, before we started working with you and we were sharing this music with you that we were pretty proud of at the point at that point. Until you were like, well, you know, maybe you guys could use a little bit of different kind of guidance to get a different little sound. And Chris was definitely on the side of this needs to be a little more aggressive. And um, and to hear the difference of what we or I say we, but I was totally acceptable. I was like, this is all right. This stuff sounds good. Let's roll with it. And um, I'm really happy that Chris kind of pushed, pressed past that. And when we got to meet with you and do all this sort of stuff, because the difference is night and day, dude. And it's night and day. And it's, and it's definitely a. Uh, thanks to all your hard work that you put in years before you ever met either one of us, you know, and it's pretty awesome. pretty awesome. And to watch, uh, just being associated, watch the Valley hooligans, um, support, uh, of me, of meager Kings and, mm-hmm. and being able to really mix in the fan bases, dude, it was, has been a pretty awesome opportunity, man. Pretty awesome opportunity. That's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. I, I, I definitely like, if you're working with me, I'm going to work you. You know, like that's that's then, how yeah. it goes. Like, yeah. Especially if I know you, if I know you, like Brandon, I he we did some guitars just because we had a little downtime, and then we were, <laughs> and he was like kept, kept fucking up this rhythm. I kept going. We'd start and go, nope, nope, do it again, nope, do it again. that takes me back to uh, that takes me back to when I was in the studio with you guys, and it was like, no, 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 do it like this. You got to do it like this, 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 this. <laughs> oh, the, the yeah, singing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the singing, the harmony thing. No, no, no. Sing like me, sing like me, sing like this, everybody, sing like this. Sing it like this. You know, I'll say though, too, going, going back to the, the, the Brandon, I was fortunate enough with you, Howie, to you had brought him around us back in like 2012, 2013. So he's, he's, he's had some pretty great growth and the potentialities of what you've been building upon him within the last, you know, eight years. Because I remember when you, when, when I was booking the, the LDB for, you know, Nino and those guys, and uh, you remember you shot me that phone call, you're like, hey, do me a favor. You got to check these guys out when they come through, bring them in. I'm like, got it, let's get them, let's bring them in. And that was like their first entrance really into, because they were doing the smaller clubs at that time too. So the reason why I bring that back up, because it kind of gives me an idea too of kind of like how 
you know, we're developing. And it kind of gives me the same, you know, a great sim similar feel to that development to how we're, you know, riding into it as well right now. So, but uh, but hopefully we can take the same flame in the fire and run run with with the with the stick, you know. I mean, so. the best the best thing that I can say uh, in a time like this is um, since we're not able to play shows because you know you guys will be playing shows right now, you know. Mm -hmm. you got your yeah. record coming out. Uh, the song Shake just came out last week, right? Not last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably my favorite one on the record. Um, but since we can't tour, we can't play shows, you know, you're crushing, you're doing this five days a week in the morning. That's, that's insane. Uh -huh. That's, that's really committed, committed, you know, and, um, that's way more than what I've been doing as far as going live. Um, and that's how you stay in the conversation that I think bands miss the point, you know, uh, the, you have to, we make music and you have fans, but you gotta like, once you have them, it's like, you have to keep feeding the baby birds. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta like, yeah. you have to show that you appreciate that they're there, especially right now. You have to, you have to show that like, you're willing to do the work. You know, you can't just expect, you can't go on tour and just expect people to show up and, and pay for a ticket. Um, right. You know, yeah. you have to do the work. Yeah. And you have to show that you're willing to work for that audience. And now is the time to do that. And if you're just sitting around not doing anything, uh, that's the wrong move, in my opinion. I think uh -huh. that you need to be over-delivering and, and giving people something to, to consume, whether it's a video or a new music. You know, some people, some people don't, uh, don't have the capability to, to record and just throw stuff out, like yeah. on, on a... You know, like you guys don't have a place to record a full band. Yeah, like right now, right now we'd have to drive to Baltimore and have to fit in your tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, you know? and, and and that's that's what I, uh, what I what my counter to that is, um, you don't necessarily have to do, uh, you know, this is a perfect time to release an acoustic album, you know, or yeah. or, or some kind of a series like Brandon did a series. You know, I keep bringing him up. He's a great example of just hardworking. Um, he, uh, he did that live stream, live streams and vaccines thing where it was like one song a week for like yeah. a month or two. Um, and it's just, you just crank the stuff out. People want to hear things and want to see things. And especially from their favorite artists, you know, I know that like, I'm stoked every time Billy Joe Armstrong puts out a cover on Mondays, you know, uh, I think that, that. yeah, that might be over or whatever, but you know, it's like my favorite bands. Like I would love to see them just putting out stuff. And even if it's, you know, use use the tools that you have with you. So when we make quarantine videos, you know, look, before COVID-19, it might have been cool to put out a video in that style where everybody's playing in, in one room or in different rooms yeah. and, and you sync it all together like Goldfinger did and like Value did. But, you know, to, that's 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 like a thing you do once. And then you then you go back to shooting regular music videos. Right now it's expected right it's expected like a video when a video comes out it's going to be four different screens and different guy in different rooms um yeah and that's acceptable if you can do something where you have a produced video and it looks dope and it's all these different like a, a standard looking video like we know that's uh -huh. that's even better i guess but it's it, you don't have to have it doesn't have to look like that it doesn't have to be this super crazy production like just do something as long as you're doing something people are going to remember that that's what i think and as long as that something doesn't just totally suck. Yeah, look, <laughs> look. When I say it doesn't have to be crazy quality in production, like yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. Make put well, your best foot forward. Don't you, just like 
mail it in, you know, like you can <laughs> right. be, be trying to try to make it sound or look the best you can. But if it doesn't look like a hundred thousand dollar music video, that's okay. You know, like, right. Exactly. Give, give something exactly. you can, you can, we all have, most of us have garage band or something. Like if you have an iPhone, you guys are fucking androids, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you can, over there. I'm just saying, man, there's a way to do it. There's a way to make content. And, you know, even if it's just doing this right here, doing a podcast or like do, doing what you do on, you know, five days a week, yeah. talking to your audience, it's, there's so much more value to that than, than people realize. You know? Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. You know, it's really, uh, I've watched uh, in, in, in our fan base, Meager Kings and even my solo brand of things, uh, the morning show is reaching 100,000 people a month right now. And it is like, it's really, uh, it's extended uh, the fan base all throughout the United States and into Canada. Uh, it's extended the fan base that was already existing in the UK, only now it's even growing much more. It's in South Africa, it's in Egypt, it's in the Philippines. And, and these are all fans that are interacting and talking on a daily basis and spreading the music in their regions and in their areas. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing huge uh, results on it on my end. And so once, once we get out able to tour again, I know that's going to turn into butts in the seats. You know, it's like, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to meet all the new fans. It's just, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel like no one has cornered that, that 9.30 a.m. market, <laughs> especially sure. not in our genre. You know what I mean? You're the only one that play. I know. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna roll with that as long as I can, man. And uh, you know, it's just it's a it's been a fun experience, man. Especially knowing that we have to adapt, and, and the artists that are adapting to uh, the situation at hand are the ones that are definitely gonna end up uh, in better shoes at the end of it, you know. But I don't know, man. It's, it's a it's a blast, and it's all positivity. Talking you know, about rolling out of bed and feeling good every day, you know, and going for the vibe. You know, like I said, too, you know, I asked, what, about a month, two months ago, Howie, like, is this a good time to be releasing this music? And, you know, because it was kind of scary, like, you know, getting that deep into it all and not and obviously and having all of this stuff occur the way it did after we just got off of our tour in January together, which I'm very, you know, thank God we were able to get that in in 2020, at least one tour before. You know, and it kind of strikes me rich, too, to think about it, to be like, man, we really pressed and pressed and pressed to get that January tour together. And when I think about that in all actuality, I'm like, there was a reasons why we pressed and pressed and pressed because it <laughs> maybe from a blessing above, they wanted us to go out one more like, you know, whoever's up there wanted us to go out one more time before this happened. The gods of rock. Yeah, you, you know. know? And it, and it hadn't got like completely mainstream yet, but it, remember it was wild, guys. Oh, we were looking out the window of the, of the van there and we saw all these people walking through L.A. with it with their masks on. We're like, oh shit, this 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 might be getting serious, you know. Well, and it takes Why? me back to it too, you know. Like when I think about it, it's like, you know, a couple of you guys got sick, you know, when we were out there, and I was, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, like, did any of us come across? It really it? But it really know, And as you know, and I thank thank God, Howie, that like you you just went out with like a you know a little stomach ache or whatnot, or however it may have been, but. Thank God it wasn't anything more than what it was, but, you know, going to the ladder of it, it's why I said it, it made me feel really nervous once, you know, we had a game plan and that game plan kind of got shattered with the COVID. So, you know, like I asked you how it was like, do we release this stuff right now? Because there was a lot of music coming out too. There was a lot of stuff going on with every single band and, you know, and I guess, I don't know. I don't know if this is kind of on the lighter side of it, but sometimes you don't want to get it lost in translation. So it kind of scared me a little bit to release some of the new stuff that we had 
because obviously we're just getting in the developmental box of things with the with the fans and you know everybody watching the meager kings and russ and myself so it was a scary time so it was like you know i really waited to uh, you know hopefully with our release of shake coming out last week that it hit a good time frame for getting past the craziness but getting more into what we're about you know go, moving forward and hopefully like i told russ i hope the releases now give somebody give give people out there some thought because i really think that the music the way russ is writing is with everything really is going to hit a lot of people right now so i guess my own answer my question is i guess i'm glad we released everything coming out now into the summer than we did two months ago what do you think about that russ you know yeah my my thoughts and feelings thanks for asking chris thanks for asking <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i think uh, you know the music i i feel like uh, oh look who's dropping in there jason devore dropping in hey buds uh hey nice sorry. stream last night authority zero i'm telling you yeah. dude, I, I sent i sent jay a message earlier today because yeah. that shit was fire dude that shit yeah, they, was fire like that, that was, was absolutely great. the best authority zero stream i've ever seen and, uh, yeah, it was, dude. Yeah, it was. Dude's well, I, him, I also told him last, what was it, a couple of days ago, two days ago, I texted him and I go, hey, I'm going to be honest with God. I go, that was the best solo acoustic performance out of your out of your office that I've seen yet to date. He was on it. He was on fire, dude. He was like, I'm telling you, he was looking good, Jay, looking good. I was going to say he looked great. 7 a.m. in the gym. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, I saw that. I don't want to talk about that. I'm talking about coffee he's at 9:30. He's looking all swole. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just at the gym at 7 a.m. Nobody here. Crazy. Nobody here. He appreciates. He appreciates with age. He's looking good. He's like a fine wine over there. Fine He is. He's been working his butt off. He looks great. He sounded great. <laughs> he sounded great and like i said man shucks fellas of you hey two weeks over, over. Dude, hey man congrats. it all begin it's where it all begin real nice but yeah chris i think that i think that our you know us releasing i'm the kind of guy that like i want to pump i'm watching all of my heroes pump it out like constantly 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 but i honestly think that uh you know it's it's i don't know if there's ever a bad time to release the songs whenever there's a good message in them i know that there's a there's definitely like a rhythm that we should be keeping on the releases. And I, I'm telling you, like, the fans can't, like, our Meager King camp and the Rustafarian people, they cannot wait for this whole album to come out. Because, you know, the now they've heard. Yeah. Like, they, yeah, our, our, yeah the, the Rustafarians are, that's my fan page out there. You know, that's so, uh, hey, man, hey, got the, we, we, we have to be clever in this business. We got to right. be funny. We got to be funny. Got, the, uh, you got the Rastafarians, and then you got the the meager kingdom. Of, the meager kingdom. We got our meager kingdom. I yeah. Like the, uh, See, but no, I tell you, I can't wait for this whole album coming. It's about what you say. Branding. Branding. That's not, branding is important. It's an important thing. It's an I'm important sorry, thing. I interrupted you. No, not at all. Russ has the branding conversation about once a day with me, seven days a week for about thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we go talk about business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, then we talk it out. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I think that I think Russ. I think that music. There, you know, there's there's bands that uh, that don't release things. Like uh, there's a couple of bands that I saw that didn't want to release anything uh, during the. You know the whole George Floyd thing, the civil rights stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I definitely relate with that. Like I, I, I get that. I understand. Understand why, 
you want the other message, the the real messages to be heard. I totally totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so I can see like maybe putting off something the week that stuff goes down, you know, because yeah. the week that stuff was going down is when I made that video of just kind of like how, how I thought about it. And it felt weird for me to be promoting the single, which was coming out the following week. And uh -huh. like, I was just like, man, this is really strange. It feels weird to just kind of not say anything about this, but then talk about, Hey, my song's coming out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But some people I think want that relief because they're sick, they're sick and tired of, of uh, yeah. the constant uh, media berate. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, though, it would have been fucking rad to release the riot three weeks ago. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know, right? Like, we would have been right on the money, dude. <laughs> like, right on the money, yeah. If we would have had that set up for release at that time. <laughs> we would have watched that fucking song go through. I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we I can think, still release it. I think, uh, I, I, and I, you know, but that one's just spot on. I wrote that about the, uh, you know, the Ferguson riots whenever that was going on at Ferguson. So, dude, writing is is a. Uh is a natural thing it's it's a result of not being heard for so long man mm -hmm. it's like what do you do they they tried kneeling they right, didn't want that right. and, and want you know that. you think you think about it just think think of it as as all of our human beings if we were all one body and our one body got really mad like that was our the cells of our body just like exploding saying no i'm mad like i'm like you know what i mean like you kind of they kind of lose control you know it's like um like your emotions when your emotions kind of get get the best of you or whatever and, and having the population, if you think about that as like one body, uh, of course, like that's like real reason to be fucking mad about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and not everybody behaves the same, and people really shouldn't be judging. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's a lot of judgy people out there, and and, and it's uh, you know if you if you're not heard for so long and uh, nothing happens, no no change happens in a positive way, um, what are you supposed to do? You know, right. it's uh, laws laws. Uh, get crushed you know before they even make it out of wow. the house you know and uh um, yep. and it's it's like it's only when it's when it seems it seems to be only when it's in the favor of like rich people or something like that where it gets pushed through you know and, that's and politics. um that's yeah, politics man and, politics. and you can't you know there i'd say there's a lot of opportunists out there there's a lot of people that didn't care about the movement that were just out there I to destroy it. shit i think that happens yeah. every time there's a riot um, uh -huh. you know, people, you know, the looters and things like that. Um, but, uh, people are breaking things because they're like, all right, you're going to listen to us now, you know? Right. Um, you know? and so you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know, it, it really and then you had, like and then it sort of getting, they started getting kind of like mixed up with the pro the peaceful protesters yeah. where you have people that were actually were just trying to go there and just say a message. Mm -hmm. But then you got, you know, these, these people that come along and, and want to just, make chaos and then it causes a bad yeah. you know they had these like i saw like things with like saboteurs and stuff like people yeah. in there just like making things go wrong go wrong when it, it was peaceful or you've got people that are being peaceful and you got cops like spraying them in the face with pepper spray for yeah. nothing like, for nothing uh, the, just the random stuff well, that just like it's it's it's, just, it's, uh, it's, it's the hard part they're not, just standing there it's the hard unpredictable being able to know the the differential and in, in the mentality of the minds of a human being so it's you know it's not even the regular person it's like it's just a mentality that you know you just can't you can't break past a person's mentality when it comes to certain things right we're, we're a complex you never know where it comes from we're a complex race i don't mean like white black i mean humans no, you mean oh, yeah. we're a complex yeah. race we are complex people organisms and our brains are all over the place That's you know it's like when you go uh it's like i had a friend recently his his mom passed away and i'm like 
I'm like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. You know, call me if you need anything. Immediately to, I just got this badass shirt from from Ballyhoo. And I'm like, oh, that's so sick. The, you know what I mean? I literally, within five seconds, went from this to this. That's just how uh-huh. social media is. Yeah. You know? It's just, a, it's like a, it's a blitzkrieg on your emotions. You know? It is. It like, is. just, just an all-out assault. <laughs> You know, and it's, I've got, it's, I've got the, some new words in in a in a song that I'm that I'm working on right now, and I use the American Blitzkrieg uh, as the, I use the word Blitzkrieg in it, talking about uh, the, you know the the invasion of of our thoughts in, in the social media. You know, but I, that's it's funny you use the word Blitzkrieg like that's it was in my writing I mean, yesterday. You know, it's 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 it, it has to be a hard forum for anybody that you know sits in any of our shoes or anybody who has to go out there and speak for the public because that's a it's a really a hard forum and pedestal to step on right now because you gotta you gotta really pay minds to the people you know so like you said Howie there's a lot of complexity in the human brain. So you just don't know what the singular, you know, human being is sitting on at any given point in time. So I, I, you know, I agree when I, you know, you got these saboteurs and people out there that just some people are out there just to have a game plan to make certain things worse than what they are. But there's a lot of great people out there that aren't, you know, they're not out there to be like that. You know, people, there's a lot of great society of community. But like you said, there are saboteurs out there. So you know you between that and like the the cyber stuff like the online oh yeah you know when when people see a headline and they just start sharing it with everyone without reading the article um you know because right. people need to understand that most headlines these days are clickbaity on purpose clickbait bullshit and, yeah and 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 so once you actually get into the article it's not what you think it is it's actually probably the opposite of what you think it is. Um, I've done that. I mean, like, what is this shit about? I go and read it, you know? That's what everybody should do. Like, wait, 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 wait a second. Well, what is this? And go in and read and they go, oh, okay, this is fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, what? Uh, everybody. Share. Angry. Uh, Can you believe share, this share, happened? Share. Well, like, I actually read the story hey. you just shared and what it says is that did not happen. <laughs> you know? hey, but you didn't read the story. Mind. You shared it, though. What <laughs> was my mind, dude? I, yeah, I, will find, you know, I will tell you what has happened in Ohio, though, since all this stuff has gone on, like, it, which kind of blows my mind a little bit because I, I I don't know if you guys saw my one post like two weeks ago where I put 4 a.m. liquor sales or 4 a.m. bar clothes liquor sales on a Sunday. Yeah. So, Give him an extra extra hour to be stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, like in Ohio, they had, you know, I don't know if it went was the Senate first and then the House. Well, regardless, either or um, they, they, you know, eventually they're they extended bar times till 4 a.m. And now they're selling liquor on Sundays in Ohio, which in my years of living, never had liquor sales on a Sunday. <laughs> so right. I tell you, they're, um, I think they're just trying to uh, uh, re-up some of that bar sales money they lost, you know, well, the alcohol sales. To me, it's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> you know, we well, look, well, look, we've been due. There's, there's going to be a lot of good things that come from this. Um, I have all the bad things that are happening. There's going to be a lot of good things that come from it. Um, it's kind of like how uh, we, we've been due for a, a reassessment or an assessment um, for a long time. Just how we do things in general, uh, how mm-hmm. businesses how businesses are run, how things, you know, like take Planet Fitness, for example. They're 24 hours, right? They just open back up. But certain places, maybe they should be open 24 hours because you start spreading out the clientele 
the attendance throughout the day. If I know that I can go somewhere at like 11 p.m. or 5 a.m. Uh, and get a, and beat the crowd, you know, for whatever, maybe mm-hmm. I'll maybe I'll go do that. You know, yeah. I mean, Walmart's open 24 hours, or at least they were before this. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. Like maybe we need to think, look at more businesses and consider. Yeah. Maybe maybe it shouldn't just be out of the norm. Like you know, maybe the business day. Is Should it, be done at five, six, seven, eight. You know exactly. Now that's not obviously not going to work for some people because people yeah. need structure and you know there's there's a uh, you know families and things and you got to keep that structure at home if if you can. Like we try to eat between four and five. I, I, I make dinner every day at like four to five o'clock, um, and then the kids yeah. are in bed. You know, showered and bath or whatever. Yeah. By seven, eight o'clock, they're in bed. Eight, eight, nine o'clock. You know, um, so. You know, a lot I, of, I don't know what industries need might need this, but you know, I don't know. Maybe there's a way. There, I don't know. There's just there needs to be an assessment. And just kind of let's step back and look at how are we doing this, how are things done, how how are how are we running things, and just maybe there's a better way. You know, you so know, maybe keeping the bars open right before and or liquor stores. Maybe that's the way to go. It's a good point. It's a good point. I, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's an awful point. idea to have the bars open at four in the morning, but <laughs> you know, nothing good happens at, well, used to say after like midnight, <laughs> you know, and then like last call when it was two, you know, it's always been three, uh, three AM in a, in Indiana since I've been around born and in, into in, the bar industry. And at that point it was always like, man, by 3 AM, like you, you're hammered. Like you, if you're still hanging out at the bar at 3 a.m., like there's nothing good that's going to come out of it anyway. Right. I couldn't imagine being no. like, well, last call, it's 3.45 a.m. Like the that's sun funny. comes up in a fucking hour. I always, <laughs> you know I always, what I mean? Like, I always like, love coming over. We should have been in bed a long time ago. I always love coming <laughs> over and seeing Russ when I first started really coming into Indy to see him. And uh, I, he's we, we started, there was a conversation one time about bar time. And I'm like, what time does bars close around here? He's like, 3 a.m. I'm like, no shit, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 2 a.m. And now I'm thinking about it going, oh, my God, 4 a.m. in Ohio. These <laughs> like, I don't know if I can hang. I'm not going to like it to have to no. be there for five Co- and six Cocaine sales are going to go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think anything, uh, maybe maybe anything uh, alcohol-related, maybe that shouldn't be a thing that stays open 24 hours. But, um, right. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's some 24 hour bars, uh, you know, casinos and things like that. And there's um, like a used to go into uh, St. Louis, a spot called Pops in St. Louis. Oh, 24 hour bar. You know, Pops. Yeah. Yeah. Pops. And that's that place got dirty. Got dirty. We we played there. You go there. You you what? We played there twice. Oh, have you? Right. Doesn't close. You ever travel through uh, like the, the very bottom of southern Mississippi? Like downward like it kind of against like like kind of more like swampy kind of area once you get down to the very south yeah, when did slidell mississippi once like i've been through the 10 there was and a uh when i was when i worked with hey monet you know back in the day when we were doing all that hard rock stuff we were on tour coming through texas going east and we it was like probably three in the morning three thirty in the morning and we drove through this little truck stop and there was a little dinky casino sitting there. And I was like, oh, no way. Let's go there. So we walk in there, not thinking, you know, it's liquor sales or whatever. And we walked in in the little, and we and we obviously played slots for about an hour. But she was like, 4 a.m., 4 a.m., we're going to cut off liquor shots. And we're like, wait, what? You guys are still selling liquor? So needless to say, we ended up buying 10 shots apiece. 
because they were going to close. She let us keep the 10 shots a piece. We drank them. We left at five in the morning. So <laughs> needless. Bet, that was a hell of a drive. Good thing you were with the Monet brothers and that's uh, nothing to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the moral of the point <laughs> like, like, oh, there's another gallon of water. Then. Yeah. And the most random spot though, you had this one spot of the bar that was literally open till five in the morning. So it was Thank just, you, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So that's why I said, I'm starting to see this like, changeover starting to happen with these businesses especially like for ohio because it sounds it seems like a lot of stuff i'm watching popping off here in the government here in the state and then it's kind of i i don't know how to explain it i just i'm seeing a lot of like steps precautionary steps happening right now here in ohio that is starting to like kind of spread itself out towards the other states but i don't know everything's changing hour wise time wise like i said during COVID hours it was really hard to live only between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. because everything closed at 5 p.m. That was difficult. <sighs> That's strange to yeah. me. When when uh, yeah. I've seen like downtown areas like uh, Cincinnati was one of them, I think. And uh, what was another one? It was like, Columbus, Cincinnati, they, Cleveland. They close at like 5 p.m. and like it's dead in the city. You know, downtown is dead. It was really strange. There was one moment that about two months ago, I was watching. Obviously, I was at one of the bars or restaurants while we were figuring everything out to then realize that. um, What did they do? They started. uh, I'm trying to think of what they did. They just started closing everything right off the like. Okay, so, for example, everybody had concerts going on one day. The very next day, everything got pulled in a matter of seconds all across the globe. Yeah. And that was weird to me, you know. That was pretty profounding. You know, some of the uh, – kind of when we talk about, like, the strange uh, strange hours of businesses and things, whenever I was over doing the, the United Kingdom stuff, uh, one of the odd things – I don't know if you guys know about this, but, like, one of the odd things is uh, all, most all of the restaurants and pubs over there like they'll be open for lunchtime and then they close for a couple hours or two or three hours and then they'll be open for dinner time and then they close down again. Like, uh, like, so like, like they, they'll go through and it's like, well, if you're, if you're hungry and you want to go out to eat, it's got to be between like 11 AM and, and, and 2 PM. If there's like a three hour window. And if you miss that window, you don't get to eat until, uh, until dinner time because all of the businesses, like all of them, like follow that code and you're going to find a, mcdonald's and things like that were kind of rare out there and you'd be able to find that or like a truck stop you could eat there but whenever you were like planning your day you really had to plan around normal lunch hours and normal dinner hours because after dinner hours very difficult to find food you know it was a it's a strange thing have you i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that or not but it's it's a um, but those are like different different cultures and how they work but also talking about that's when their prime time is but they're that means that I would always uh, I was noticing like all the townspeople were able to go pick their kids up from school and everything. They weren't working during yes. the hours, of yeah. them up and getting them safe and getting them started with their homework. And then they go back out of the house for a couple hours and go to work and come back. It's like a, it's a pretty cool. It was I thought it was a pretty cool. You know, though, I uh, think that's a governmental thing, works. too. I think that's a governmental thing, too, where they uh, they give employees like that. It's like a like a break time or whatever is what it is. Yeah, and they have like these weird minimum wages. How they work over there, it all depends on your age. So like whenever you like as as your uh, age develops, the, you get more money to help uh, support what your person of your age would need to survive. And the same guy can be doing the same job and and have and and um, be making fifteen dollars an hour as a kid, 
And then by the time he's like, uh, you know, 25, 30, he could be making 20, $30 an hour doing the exact same job all because of his age. And that was like a, that was another like interesting thing, you know, as uh, how they support. And they're like, well, if you're 18 years old, you don't need to have 40 grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. like, that's how they look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, as in, my family, so yeah, and things like it that. It kind of makes them more responsible with it. I just find that interesting, although it's, it's very different from what we do over here. But you can also still go be an entrepreneur and do your own shit over there, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And make more than that if you wish. But just on the minimum wage side of things, I found that very interesting. We would need no. a, we would need a, we would need a massive, like paradigm shift in, uh-huh. in how oh, we yeah. do things here. Uh, yeah, you know, um, it's like I think I think the people, <clears throat> employers and things, you have to, your employees have to be happy. Like if you go to those other countries, a lot of countries where there's like some socialist type of stuff, um, they're like, they're, the employees are pretty happy, man. They get like paid vacations for months, you know, throughout uh-huh. the year. And like, yeah, um, they, uh, they get to go home for like two hours, I think, yeah, for lunch. Yeah. You know, to, to be with your family. And like, like a typical shift can be like four days on, four days off. Yeah, man. And like the, just the way, like uh, I saw there's a company out there. It's one of the big um, clothing companies or perfume companies or something where they, they don't, uh, they pay their employees extra and like pay benefits and things and pay for vacations they have the money to do it because they're rich as fuck. They're a super famous uh, guy. I can't remember the name of the company. Um, but the CEOs and the people that run it are just like, yeah, I mean, I want my people that are making my stuff and shipping my stuff to be happy. So my custom, like everybody that buy the customers are happy, you know, they're happy. And, and yeah. so, and just everybody's happy. And I think by that you increase your volume, you know, because yeah. people are happy yeah. with the company and the service. And then you don't people, you don't have people quitting or stealing from you because they're just happy with the job that they have. It's just, there's this whole like flip backwards approach, approach to, to the American stuff. We're just like, eh, you know, just, you know, blah, 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 yeah. you know, I don't know. <laughs> our our, our, our factory press. Yeah, hey. I'm sure this is all super entertaining to all of our uh, inter- entertainment industry people that are hanging out right here. Well, you know, probably is. You know what, you know what is. I think about it, though, what it is doing, and I have noticed this because I have a buddy that works for the Anderson Company, which is like, you know, they do like farm feed stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what I've noticed is a lot of the corporate businesses that would have people like salesmen and stuff coming into the office to do their job. They were effectively able to do their job a lot better being at home remotely than they were going in. They had time to be with their family. They were able to get their work done. And their numbers actually went up, which is kind of crazy when you think about that. It's 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 not even crazy to me if you just think about it for a second. It totally because makes sense. If you're if you're happy with what you're doing, you know, you're gonna be happy to do the job, you know. Yeah. And and it's uh, there's look, there's not, not everybody has like a dream, you know, not everybody has like, you know, wants to be a mu- um, a rock star or a, an actor or a model or write a write a number one best selling book or anything like that. Some people just want to live their lives and be with their family and work a job that they don't hate. And and yeah. just yeah, and then, and you live. know, just whatever. Uh, and that's fine. You know, uh, it's just I think that. If, if you treat your your employees like people and not like you know uh 
the help or, or whatever, you know, yeah. like be nice to them. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, there's, there's a human, there's a human thing that's missing. You're not, it's like, it's like, it's like, you're not treating them like a product no more. You're, you're finally giving them a value of. Yeah. yeah like you know. we're all valuable people. Like uh, the things that we do, like, you know, Andrew Yang said, he's like, we need to change what, what we value as work. He's, he's like, you know, the, the stay at home moms that, that are helping, you know, raise the kids and, and do the stuff like that needs to be a job. That could be something that's worthy of pay. Teachers need to be paid more, you know, like yeah. education, like, um, you know, like it's, it's just, it's all backwards. Like we're, we're, we're using the wrong metrics to, uh, to gauge how we're doing as a nation, you know, um, yeah. we need to be gauging it on like people's mental, you know, how are we doing? How, how are we feeling? How's everybody feeling? Is everybody yeah. good? Is everybody yeah, right. depressed all the time? Let's fix that. Let's work on fixing that. Mm -hmm. the, the problem is you try to put a Band-Aid over of just a bleeding wound. You're not getting to the root of the problem. No, you know, you're right about it's that. Like, it's like you got to cut cut the cancer out, you know? Right. Cut the I'm head off of the fucking beast. Oh, no, yeah. Like, I, you know, it's like you can't – I don't know. I don't I don't understand, like, like the healthcare thing. It's like get make these fucking healthcare people, these, these people that make all this medicine and stuff – like how come they can price it so high, you know, like to right. get to that. That way you won't have to come yeah, up with these yeah. programs, these subsidy programs to like, to where we got to spend a bunch of money from the budget to, to cover that. And everybody's like, well, where's the money coming from? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, go to yeah. the root of the problem, which is these motherfuckers that are profiting off of our sickness. You know, right. what, what is the, and, and, what is the mix up here? You know, yeah. it, it's, it's mind blowing, dude. It's mind blowing. And you know, it's a, uh, it's all about that money. Mm -hmm. It's all about, you know, it is what it is on that. It's all, it's all fucking it's tied up, dude. It's all tied up and linked. Bad, and it's and it's just the reality we live in, you know. Yep. So. so I mean, it's uh, like I said, we're living in uh, you know, 2020 hit in the last 20 years was different than the next 20 is going to be. So, you know, system wise, yeah. people wise, everything is changing. I mean, even look at how the earth is reacting to its own self, you know what I mean? Like you got all those wildfires, you know, I'll bring it up too. I don't, you know, got all those wildfires that were going on in Arizona while all this stuff was going on too. All those mountains and stuff, they're on fire again. And, you know, you, you had Australia over the last, what you know, eight months catching fire. Everything's changing. Even the atmosphere is changing. So it's just. Everything's changing. It's like, you know, you can, you can cancel all these celebrities when, when some shit goes down can't cancel the president when he's got like 17 women that right. against him. Uh, you can't cancel like these big, like, well, that I, th I think finally that big power company in, in a Pacific uh, PGE, I think, yeah, we got something after like they were found to be the cause of those wildfires last year and the year before. Yeah, like you like cancel those big ass companies that are fucking up. It's like if you can't, yeah. if you're gonna do it wrong, why why do these celebrities and people like they lose awards and and movie deals and stuff because they fucked up? But but these big companies that have huge effect like that, this you know comedians and, and actors and things don't have such a a direct uh impact on your life in the way of like how you live your life whereas like a power company or like a a healthcare industry those are all things that are very real and affect us you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, so why can't they get canceled you know yeah. why why can't we cancel those corporations I don't know, man. Bankers and shit that just take advantage of everybody and all the loopholes and things. And it's like, why? Why can't all that stuff get canceled? 
Andor would be way more clear coat for all of us to be on the same level with all of that. I don't know, man. It's, it shit blows my mind. Because like I said, you know, watching it all, and, you know, I'm going to be honest when I say this too, since it all, since everything has happened, I mean, I feel for every entertainer right now, and I'm not even talking about just musicians. I'm talking about anybody who goes out, an artist who draws a picture, anybody who does magic. I don't, like, anybody. Right now, it's like... They're the last ones on the job line right now that are, it's hard, you know, watching everybody in that world, you know, kind of suffering a little bit more because the, because of the work that's not necessarily happening for that profession. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what, that's what's been kind of stressful for me is watching, you know, I, I deal with a lot of the musicianal sides of the artists, even being one. It just, it, that's what kind of got me in the mind was, just seeing how hard it has been for the ones that haven't been able to get that unemployment that should have been getting that unemployment. It should have been easier to get that unemployment. Like they go out there and put that 1099 or out there for everybody to go out there and actually get it. And then there's some people that were in there that should have got it that never even could get it. And I, and it's like, where's the answer for that? You know? Yeah. My, my, uh, my tax bill this year is outrageous. Uh, you know, it's like being a, being a self-employed, um, artist, uh, you really got to watch your money. I've, I learned a hard lesson, you know, um, I'm figuring it out, but, um, it's like, it, I, I did, I did really well last year to, I'm not rich, but obviously, but, um, I did, I, I did the best I've ever done. And that's mm-hmm. because I have a lot of jobs now. I'm doing a lot of the mixing and producing, I'm doing a lot of mm-hmm. work with other artists and things and a lot of other stuff. But like, uh, you know, but that's part of it. That's what I want to happen. I want to grow and obviously more money to come into things. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I got I got my ass handed to me in taxes, you know, because I fucking, you know, forgot to like take money out and put it aside, you know. Um and uh you being being that, it's like you forget people forget about that. And people forget about like the the crew, you know, like the the there's the crew and uh-huh. the, the the whole that side of the industry. You know the behind the scenes people like uh there there's no shows so there's nobody to like there's no torment yeah. there's no uh there's yeah. no people setting up the lights and merch. There's, there's no merch there's the marketing no. team the, marketing team, the team. promoter your uh yeah. you know the um, everybody's all out. of it man all of it no tech work no audio engineering work no you know, like I said, I've had guys, you know, even in that audio engineering world right now that are just like even Casper, you know what I mean? Yeah. Our yeah. guitar player for the Meager Kings, he's one of the sound engineers that works on the island right now. And he was, you know, it was it was hurting him to get through those and I'm sure everybody was, but you know, he it was just like he's one of those musicians that was just losing money every day, every day, every day, every day. And finally the door opened up here in the islands, and of course he went back to be able to work over there. But it's still like, but now, like I said, now you got this whole, not to even go back to it. Now you have this whole COVID thing popping back up where it's starting to get, you know, inundated with these numbers. And it's just going to be a matter of time before it circles itself back around. Cause I mean, I'm even starting to see it again. Like I, like I could look at Russ and tell, look at Russ and be like, well, Russ, you told me so. Because I mean, there's little cases popping up in certain areas where like, like, for example, and I didn't bring this up to you, Russ, yesterday because I didn't get to talk to you too much. But after I got done with the vet appointment, but yesterday at like and then you could literally look at me and be like, Chris, I, I need to pause for a second. If we can for a moment of silence uh, for the fact that Chris is about to say, Russ, 
you told me so. Yes, <laughs> if we could just have that for this moment. I'd appreciate so, it. Thank you very much. So here's the thing, though. So after I got off the phone with Russell, so I get this letter from the state, like, and it went around. And I don't know if you guys saw it on Facebook or anything like that, but so apparently there was, you know, between the time frame of like June 17th and the 21st of this island, now there was seven cases. Of that. Seven cases of that had popped up over at one of the, you know, swim ups, swim bars, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that letter went out yesterday. But but again, we haven't heard any other precautionary tales that's going to happen after any of that. So still, yeah, it takes it takes a little bit of time for the process to happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, you just you I saw to. a bunch of people really like kind of blasting uh, Splash for that. It wasn't Splash? Was it? Was it Splash? No, it was. Uh, I don't even want to necessarily even say the. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't even throw names. A little too late. Sorry, Splash. <laughs> no, like it was, I mean, every business over there is affected by it. I mean, if these the, the people that go over there to the islands, they're all you know how you understand how that island goes to. Everybody is roaming and transient, and and it's and it's like an ant hill. And when that ant hill starts to shake and move, that thing starts to move all over the place. You can't really feel the energy going through that that hill of stuff, but when you're over there watching the transient, you know, tourist business going around. They're, they're in every single place, every single spot. And and even with, like, the whole, I'll be honest with you, too, even with the whole um, police force stuff, I mean, even the islands are, there's, you know, it's not really being watched so much right now because there's a lot of scared people. So, um, and I mean that with, the you know, the police force and stuff like that, too. There's not so many over there because the, there's a lot of people that don't want to take the jobs. So... Just take precautions, you know. That's like, exactly right. Yeah. So it goes not, back to what you said, Howie. Wear yeah. the face mask. Just because you don't want to doesn't make it go away. Exactly. Like, like it's just because you don't, you know, it's been well, it's been four months. So no, it's like where it's been four months, but you're seeing the numbers go up in the United States. Like mm-hmm. there's a problem. We have a problem. We need to fix it. You know, we need to, it's very easy to fix. You know, as far or as not so easy to fix, it's very easy to, you know, get get it back it's down. You know, yeah. take precautions. Just wear the fucking mask. Like, what what is the problem? Like, you know, if you're gonna go out, like everybody wants to go out, I'll go back to it. You know, everybody wants to go out. Yes, let's go out. Some things are open. Sure, a lot of things are outside. Cool. Doesn't mean you fucking just you just go, like go out like normal and you're, you're hanging out at the bar and blah 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 and like yeah, what's up yeah. guys? And, yeah. <laughs> Come on, give you me know, some. That is why I, I got, you know, I, I've really uh, pulled back on, on really engaging into these bar shows again because you get that guy in your face. It's yeah. spitting. I love you, music, I love bro. you, man. Blah, blah, you know, and I'm like, I love you too. Uh, please, uh, please don't spit on me. You know, I'm gonna and like all that. That's that exists, and that, and and you know, and that's a passionate fan. <laughs> you know, and I love you, dude. But I'm gonna play my show on Saturday. Spin. Yeah. If it still happens, and between my sets, I'm gonna be over there in the corner by myself. I was, <laughs> yeah. just, I was talking doing about the opposite of what we've been talking about. You know. So it really is, and here's my double edge to to the to that. It's up to the artist at that point, and and this is kind of where Russ and I, you know, we talk construct about this one. And here's my belief in this: if you get a show and you're able to go play a show. It's up to you at the end of the day to segregate yourself from where you want to put yourself at, in that evening. So you're going to go play your show. 
you want to go talk to the people, that is literally on you. The people want to come talk to you. You have the option as an artist at that point to tell people on the microphone, I appreciate you guys. I love all of you. I have more shows coming up, but when I'm done, I have to go do this. And you have the option to be up front to, you know, explain that. So, you know, the, the one average lady Joe that's, you know, the, the, the person that's sitting there talking to you, you're not getting that whole, you know. So it really is, the double edge to it is, you can play, but it's up to you to. It's up to the individual, even the even the people that stand out there and watch you play. It's up to them to keep themselves situated and separate away from. You know, you could still have a really great time. Just mind the rules. So, as an artist, if you get a show, it's up to you to a either wear the mask, wear the 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 gator neck, and then when you're done with your show, you know, go you know get out of there and just. Not saying that because because obviously all of us want to sit there and yeah. have a great time and no I mean that's that's actually like kind of what we've how we got to where we are and that's what sucks about the whole thing is you go against your whole instinct of going and being involved you know mm-hmm. so it's and wild it, and it does kind of like kind of puts a damper in your heart as an artist musician to be like I all I want to do is as part of my livelihood to I go want, out here there'll be a point like I say this now and like three months from now if I don't do any shows I'll be like man I really miss that guy spitting on me. <laughs> Know. You know what I miss? I miss the saliva from a from a complete stranger telling me how great I am. <laughs> no, I've just been I've been there just like talking, and it's the guy that like wants to hold your hand like this uh, whole oh, time, and just I, like rub the hand guy, just, just getting the, sprayed. I'm like, dude, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like I've like, shaken I've shaken your hand ten times in the last minute and a half. <laughs> I know you're coming in for another one. Uh, and it's funny too, is they always do like the awkward hold or, or like, like they'll do a different handshake. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just funny, man. It's funny. No, let's think about, you know, and let's talk about <laughs> the handshake guy. It's Don't like, be the handshake guy. Well, I mean, like you said, Howie. I mean, a handshake, it's a handshake, but 10 handshakes in a minute, a little too many. <laughs> but at this point, though, a handshake, is it ever going to be existent anymore? Is it gonna, is it ever gonna be something that you look at we, somebody? We should just like, like start bowing. I don't you think know, I don't think handshakes are completely necessary. I really I mean, don't. I mean, obviously, I still do it. Like we have, we don't go in public, right? So, like the last yeah. three, four months, we've been here at home. I go to the grocery store. That's it. But as far as like a social situation where I'm like talking to people, meeting people, whatever, um, I've been in a couple situations where, like, oh yeah, meet this person, and I'm just like, I'm like, hey, what's up? And I want to, I just want to, mm-hmm. out of habit, shake their hand. You know, like, oh hey, good to meet you. You know. Um, and I had, I had somebody go like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, Oh yeah. I'm, and I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it feels, it's a super awkward moment, but it's, you know, they don't want to shake my hand. That's totally fine. And I shouldn't be reaching out to, to, you know, yeah, it's, yeah I know that, but it's a habit right. thing. You know, I was going to say though, the handshake has always been taught to all of us as yeah. people to, and that's the hardest thing. Like trying to find other ways to let people know you respect them without like, being like, no, 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 can't touch it. I think, you know, looking someone in the eye and just like having a deep conversation, having a real conversation and, you know, just there's that mutual like, okay, we're not going to touch each other because of this shit going down right now. You uh-huh. know? Uh, but yeah, as far as like going back, I don't know. Who knows? It's uh, like, you know, like I said to you, you know, like a week ago, two weeks ago, I, I met this lady and she's really super cool. She's really nice. But the first time she met us when we had our first band show on the street down here in port clinton um which has been going on now for like the last four weeks so every friday i have like a full band downtown on the main street but it's outside 
where people can go out and keep themselves, you know, separated from each other. But uh, the funny story is, uh, real quick, when she met us, she walked up and she was just like, I just want you guys to know that I'm going to practice social distancing and that I have my mask on and that when I go up on this stage, that I'm going to make sure that I have my mask on. And she literally looked at all and she was like, you should too. And no, no gripes, no disagreements. And at that point, though, you know that everybody still runs on a six, seven feet space. So our one artist was just like, well, I don't like to stand around people. So you mind, you know, stepping six feet, seven feet back. So it was kind of a double edge, another double edged sword where one person doesn't want to wear the mask, but doesn't want you seven feet near them. But the other person's willing to wear the mask and you can stand four feet next to them. You know what I mean? All preference, you know, and uh <clears throat> yeah, we we did a we went to a protest here in Havity Grace um, a few weeks back and uh, peaceful protest, whatever. Every, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's like pretty distanced, you know. But I met my friend's dad. He was there, and um, I hadn't seen his dad in a long time. And it was one of those things. Like, yeah, it was it was like probably the first time that I was in a situation where I had to, you know, I would normally shake someone's hand, and I was like. It was my friend's dad, so out of respect, I'm like, "Oh, hey, how you doing, man?" And I could, he was reluctant. Looking back, he was reluctant, but I just, I just kind of grabbed it, you know. And and he, <laughs> he was like, "Anybody got a hand sanitizer?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, son of a bitch!" Like I just felt, uh, you know. And but it was, I was just trying to be nice and respectful. Um, it was a mistake, I mean, honest mistake, you know. I mean, maybe uh, it was a day you didn't have a shower, Howie, and he could just tell. I probably didn't have a shower, but you know what? Maybe, maybe it's one of these. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, day. oh man, how he, uh, he should have took a bath today, dude. No, uh, it was definitely because of that. It's it's that nothing to do with COVID. Dude. It just has to do with your hygiene, just, Howie. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. <laughs> no, we were talking about uh, the weekend that, that we got canceled, uh, March 13th and 14th. We we're supposed to have two shows that were gonna crush, dude. They were like the ticket sales were insane. Oh. We never had that many ticket sales for for this venue in Virginia, um, and we were about to, and and then Annapolis was the next night. We we're gonna kill it, and um, we got canceled. But we were talking about like, okay, so it's kind of it's getting weird getting up to this weekend. I wonder if we're gonna get canceled. And uh, I was like, look, let's. Uh, it was the day before the show. And I was like, you know, let's let's just. We won't go to the merch table. We'll make sure we'll tell everybody, you know, that night at the show, like, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming. We're not going to go to the merch table tonight just out of, you know, safety or whatever. And uh, and just go back to the green room and that's it. Let everybody go home. Because um, normally we go to the we go to the merch table every night. We go yeah, to- that's your thing, man. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're meeting people. And we've been doing that since we started touring, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 14 years. And um, it's been an every night thing. And very seldom you 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 won't catch me, you know, not at the merch table. Yeah. Feeling well or something. Yeah, that's like probably one of your keys to success, my friend. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we knew early on. We were like, we need to be meeting these people because they're they're important and uh, mm. they make us what we are. So, um, love the Valley Hooligans. Yeah, Valley Hooligans. Uh, you know, so we we said that I was like, and everybody was in agreement. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's just let's do that. Let's not go to the merch. Yeah. Um, so let's move away from this shit. We've been yeah, talking yeah. about this stuff. Yeah, we, we've we have kicked this horse for an hour, friends. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So, so yeah, so you know, coming up, we had Shake release June 26th, which I was so happy to send that over to you, Howie. I was like, I told Russ, I'm like, oh, I'm like a little kid in the candy store. The last week of May hit, and I'm finally like, oh, it's good, just music out. And I like made sure to send those links over to you, and I was like a little kid that day, just eating candy. So June 26th, Shake went out, but we have also Mind Over Matter on July 31st, so we're pumping oh, singles cool. now at this point. And 
obviously we have four. Once that goes out, we'll have four singles out. That's great, man. Well, I'm, I'm very happy for you guys that this record's finally coming out. I mean, we started making this at the end of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's been two years since uh, the travels began for this thing. And uh, yeah, October 2018, I think was our first stop. Uh, yeah. Maybe even September. I don't know. I think it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the September 23rd or 4th of the last week that we went in there. Oh, no, it was the first week of September, somewhere around there. And then we yeah. went back in October and then we were back and forth for quite some time at that point. Yeah, yeah we, we came in. Uh, we had we had some uh, had some good times. We brought in a mm-hmm. brought in a bass player that had to go home early. Uh, you know, had a good uh, a seventeen hour round trip for old Russ there. I uh, could not nice believe guy. you did that, dude. Yeah, can I? <laughs> All of us. Man, got, I mean, Greyhound. get on a bus. I know, I know. I, I'm I'm a passive guy. Like, I, I felt you responsible. You fucking drove all the way back to Ohio and back. I did. Yeah, I sure did. I drove uh, Hobbit Grace, Columbus, back. Ohio, back to Hobbit Grace, uh, all in one trip. All because, uh, all because life sucked. You know what? And at that same time frame, and God bless my mom. Um, I was on the phone with her that whole time. It's the whole time she's just like. Russ, Russ really got in his car and drove all the way back. And I go, I felt like it was, yeah, I felt like it was my responsibility. I took responsibility, you know, uh, you know, the dude had to go, he had to go. And, um, and I, I promised him a safe trip. I, could, I couldn't in my, in my, in my brain, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I couldn't in, in, in good conscience th- promise that he would get home safe, randomly thrown on the side of the road or it dropped off at a bus stop. And so I was just like, dude, and the whole trip there, he kept trying to talk to me. And I was like, I'm not happy about this trip. I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm not going to talk to you right now. I'm going to get you home. And I got to get back in the studio. I got to be back in the studio tomorrow morning. I said, and I'm making a trip in the middle of the fucking night because you're drunk ass. Uh, You know, this is stupid, but I'm doing it. I'm making sure you're home safe. Like you're welcome, but fuck off. You know know what I mean? It's because you had to eat a, uh, you had to eat a cheeseburger and he ate a steak ribeye. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah bro like one Ridiculous. of the things about singing is that you have to have rest yeah for your uh-huh. voice to be good and you made a round trip to ohio and back overnight for for uh to record vocals the next morning and they were terrible and i was just like <laughs> man this isn't gonna be good you know yeah. and you handled it but Jesus we had Christ. our moment. Yeah, we had our moments. It was a moment. There was a moment there. You know, I appreciate the extra effort there on your side there too, Howie. You know, well, we got it. You know, we had to make the extra trip out there to do Shake, and I'm glad we did because we definitely got a much better version of Shake. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, um, you know, uh, so it was all in the end of it. It's all stories, and it's all worth it, and it's all uh, you know, just part of of how you we know, got there. Yeah, you know, I, I will yeah. say, yeah, it's like that development for the whole album. Like if if we could go back into the first stages of where Russ and I were. And, you know, and like I said, God bless the other, the artists and, uh, you know, Dalton brand who took us into the studio and helped us get the basis of what all of this music, you know, was. So a lot of the stuff that we had, you listened to how he was like the first etchings of the skeleton of what was, you know, like it, it was, uh, it was almost like Westworld. We're like, we're like that little, robot being built in the machine so i felt like you know we're the little robot being built in the machine at the time so what you were able to do with us and the developments of taking what we had on i would say russ it's probably like scratch tracks basically i guess we could all agree oh, for sure they were live takes uh with you know it was what it was you know 
but being yeah, able to get that over and translate it over to you know to you nick howie is who i'm you know between howie nick and donald i was you know highly grateful obviously we all are to get that back into the studio and get that life back into it because we were hearing so many other things from the beginning to where we stepped into it with you know the bat cave and you know everybody at javi de grace and I, I said man once we started once you and your brother started laying that out those tracks and it, it was just like a birthday cake it just all came together all the all the recipe for the sweetness started playing its way in and things got more dynamic drums and bass became more prevalent guitar even you know and i, I always gotta say this too one of these times how we gotta make sure that we put your name on some of this stuff as an artist because i know you laid a lot of this guitar stuff down too so i did i played some guitars i did that was cool man no whatever dude i I'm I'm happy to help as a, as a producer. I'm I'm whatever you need me to be. I will play. I will write. I will you know. I will just make it sound the best I can, you know. But the, I think I think with a lot of what a lot of artists miss is just that attention to detail that's mm-hmm. needed. Um, you know, I think you guys are capable of putting out your own stuff, obviously, without me. But um, I feel like you know there, it's nice to have someone else on the outside, whether it's me or someone else, um, that that is there to to listen for the things when they're happening so like like i like like i have bands send me stuff to mix which is cool um a lot of times i'll get bands that don't have a ton of experience in the studio um sometimes i'll get bands that that send me shit and i'm just like okay there it is mixed then i've had stuff where i've had to like fully produce it from the ground up from what i have yeah i like to i like to be there when it's going down to catch all those things any problems right there at the the root like Mm -hmm. where instead of dealing with it later because it becomes more work because then i got to figure out what happened yeah fix this um so for instance if there's a a drummer playing and there's a weird fill and the fill isn't timed properly and it doesn't come back in on the right on the downbeat or whatever then i got to fix that later in editing yeah and I when I could just have him play it then play it again for me and and get it right at tra- at the tracking phase. I think the more you can get done and correct at the tracking phase, I mean I know this for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Tracking phase, uh, and that means gain staging. I mean you're not clipping. Like the performances are great. Um, everything's in a good place. If you can do that in the tracking phase, then editing and mixing is going to be a breeze. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time, uh, I don't have to edit Donald's drums too hard. He's a good drummer. He plays, he plays to the beat really well. Um, TJ is the same. Like he, uh, both of them play ahead of the beat a little bit, but it's just a natural thing. I think a lot yeah. of people do that. Um, <clears throat> but it all comes to like, it's, if I, if I can just shift it over and everything's on time, cool. But it's, it's, it's every other beat. It's like, okay, are you playing too close to the next kick or is it too far away? Cause that starts to mess with the actual rhythm and feel. Then you're going into like either a shuffle or if it's too close or something else, if it's too far away or just a complete shit show, you don't want the drums to sound like boots in a dryer. Yeah. When, when by the time you get to tracking bass and guitars. Um, so working with somebody like Donald uh, or somebody like TJ uh, who's just are great drummers and have good timing overall. 
that yeah. that's a huge help. If I if I'm working with a drummer that that can't stay on beat, you know, that makes it very difficult. Oh, that has to be miserable. It's miserable, you know. And and so yeah. and that goes for anybody, no matter what you're doing. If you just can't hit the shit that I'm trying to get you to hit, it makes it very hard. And I and to me, I know what what a what a good pattern should sound like or you know i like yeah i know how to, know how to yeah. put a song together i've been doing it for 25 years so it's like right. um you know but that um i take it i love the work i love learn because i learn something new every time and I, I don't know i just i you know i'm i'm working up to to working with bigger artists and, and things but but i'm having a great time uh dealing with uh uh like new artists and, and people that are kind of mm -hmm. new experience um so Something like this <laughs> having said that so whenever <laughs> you guys go to do your next thing, if I'm involved, you yes, you, yes, yes, you will be involved. <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't yes, wait. Be, I'm already saying, yes, you will be. <laughs> we get to hit the ground running, you know, we get you to, have to get in there and yeah, that's kind of, yeah. still waiting on demos. Yes, yes, Chris, actually. Right. Uh, Chris, uh, you, awesome. Let me yeah, get a call. Chris, hey, 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 hey. I got, my thing is, Russ, you and I got to go over a couple things before he gets these, right? Russ is above me in the screen, so when I'm pointing, he's right above me. <laughs> These two. Now, I got oh. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. but no, <laughs> we do have new demos coming up, and let's let's talk a little bit about that real quick. Like Russ has been able to, which I'm very excited about. So we got some South African friends that have been uh, producing and mixing down some beats and whatnot, rhythms and stuff, that he, they've been sending to Russ. So we do have a couple of tracks right now where we're this the style might be a little different. It might change somewhat. We got, we definitely have a style going on with those guys. Yeah, that was all part of the, the um part of the joys about that live stream, early live stream I'm doing in the mornings. It, it reached out uh, at one point. Uh, we started kind of getting whatever however the algorithm works, like once I think like once you fill your bucket up to the top, it like spills into other places, right? Right. And um uh, it spilled into South Africa and these dudes uh uh, Max G and the Major Killer, they're they're hip hop artists from S South Africa, and uh, they dropped in my inbox one day and were like, "Hey, we really love your positivity. Uh, we're trying to do something different over here in South Africa, and we're looking for other artists and this and that." Uh, we they they said that, that I reminded them of Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> they're like they're like you're, you're, you're like what a middle white. You're you're you're, uh, you're Ellen DeGeneres uh, for for this. And I was like, "Okay, whatever, dude. You know, I'll take that as a compliment." <laughs> but they they wanted to collaborate. And I was like, I love Ellen. I got no problem with this, you know. And um, do they say that because so, of your voice and your banter? Because I think like they, they did say my banter or whatever that you know I just kind of go with the flow and, okay. and I fuck up all the time. So it's like part of it, you know. It's part of the, I just laugh with the mistakes as they happen. But either way, they dropped in and uh, and asked if I'd be interested in collaborating. And I was like, well, sure, shit. Why not? Why not listen to what you got? Uh, and they asked for. They're they like, well, we want to do like a rap song with some kind of ballad with your voice behind it or whatever. And I happen to have this other. Uh, that, that beat laid out with Frankie Goodrich yeah. where I was just singing the choruses and I sent it over to him and the dudes, I think the dudes are fire, you know? And, uh, and then they, and they produced a couple of beats that I think are, are sick too, you know, and um, but those started are, writing along with all that. So it's like, I'm, I'm stoked to see where that music's going to go with these guys. So. so like the biggest thing with that stuff that we're getting though, too, is I would, I would love to take it and bring it, bring a couple of those tracks and actually have Donald and Nick go through and lay down. Yeah, we get, Drum we definitely have stuff to it. Don't you guys have a band now? What's uh, Don't you guys have a band now? Oh yeah, yeah we, we do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we do. 
He's not going to let you cover your star I mean, player play on the stuff. Like Donald and Nick, man. You know, <laughs> you know like, Look, you guys can do the live shows, but you can't be on the records. <laughs> yeah, darn guys. Sorry, it's just the way it is. For our it's one bass player right now, Randall Cooper, who we love him to death. He's been a great, oh, man, super, sick, man. super great with us. Like, definitely a part of this group, part of this family of like guys and kids. Super great with the social media and stuff. And like we were telling him, we were like. Hey, when we go back and do the second album, like we're probably gonna, you know, we're gonna be cutting it with these guys. And he's like, man, he's like, what do you say, Russ? He was like, I really want to. What? I'm not gonna. Yeah, come yeah. In. Of course it bothered him. Of course it bothered bothered Randall. He's, he's like, uh, I'm in the band, right? <laughs> we're like, well, yeah, you're in the band, dude. He's, and he go, but he's like, he's also pretty cool with saying like he he likes to do, uh, you know, like uh, Nick's parts. Like he really likes, he respects Nick as a as a bass player. And you know, we don't know if we're gonna go like with Nick or Randall and all that sort of stuff. The uh, the neat thing about Meet Your Kings is this this whole the whole idea of the band started as um, you know uh, Chris uh, really standing behind me as a solo artist. And when I broke off and decided to go kind of solo, and we started talking about putting a band together. We started developing music um, as kind of the Rust Bomb band, ideally, right? So and in, in, in the solo artist world, a lot of the guys could be hired guns and things like that. And that was kind of where our mindset was. And then the sound changed. Uh, so uh, progressed so much differently that we decided to name the project Meager Kings. And now uh, I think that we're going to definitely I, I see it as in, you know, we're going to have kings that come and go uh, as part of the group as, as a project more than just a band. I think the Meager Kings is more of a project. It's uh, so it's like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and and especially we're working with guys that are in the industry, like yourself, Howie, and 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 your guys. Uh, not not everyone is going to be available all the time because they have serious projects and bands they're part of. Mm-hmm. So we really want to uh, use our our best, uh, bring our best foot forward, and bring the best guys along that can that can make the job happen and can do it. You know, sort of thing. And guys that have uh, the kind of experience that you and the guys have, you know, uh, in Ballyhoo. So like, and, and that's really where our goals are. So Meager Kings as as a band, like we're I have you know we could have umpteen number of people in the band everyone's part of it and it depends on when we go into the studio as to who's available to do the job when it's time to do the job and who can do the job the very best given that at that given moment you know yeah. and uh, i think that's one of our kind of advantages as meager king's project is uh as we can you know it, it's not because because obviously i mean we didn't we, we didn't grow up uh with the band the way that you grew up with the band and having everybody you know we've been in this for 15 years together we're really like just building this thing and of course we want uh the pieces of the band to come in and uh, and guys like randall and stuff like that to to be right there by our right hand man and get through and get through the entire it'd be, man, it'd be beautiful to turn around in 20 years from now and be, be able to say the same thing you did howie and say this band yeah. has been together it's been us us five or six guys for the last 20 years and it's just been amazing but yeah and, and uh that's that's really what our goal is but yeah uh, when it comes to the meager kings project uh you know we feel like we really need to we we really there, there's there's artists that are and musicians that are at high levels that are available and their schedules between their other major tours with other major bands. And uh, I think that's uh, that's something that maybe Meager Kings has that most people don't mm-hmm. is uh, that we can, we do have our fingers in on a lot of, uh, a lot of you guys, we got our fingers in a lot of you guys there. Oh, Howie. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't think no anyone signed up for that, but okay. Well, uh, you know, nobody usually signs up for it. It just happens. This is horrible, horrible, horrible. And, joke, and, sorry. and he's right about that too, because fortunately enough, since you know, dating back to 2017 when we started working with Jason Devore from Authority Zero, 
you know, we do those the tour de vores, and we've had the, the fortunate opportunity to be bringing on other like national artists like yourself, Mike Pinto, you know, Scarf from Super Villains, Hayden Hansen. I mean, the list can go on. Kenny Mullins. I mean, we got quite a few people nice. that have. You know, sometimes and, you guys are really looking for work yeah, when they need it. And Krista Makes from Lesson Jake, who jumped on with us on this last one in January, which was, I'll be honest with you, that was the all-star crew that, like, that that tour to me blew my mind just because of how Russ and I were able to work with you, Howie. Thank God that, you know, you and I were able to take a hindered, straight, strong look at everything, which, by you know, thank God for that. And, uh, you know, and it brought a lot of good guys to a great tour that can branch off into other things that we do from the latter part down the road. Now we're able to like possibly start writing music with these guys and getting all these guys on, you know, the next album writing, you know, guys like Chris makes and, you know, uh, the horn sections from real big fish and, you know, maybe Ted bone, all these guys. So it's, you know, there's opportunities there where this has really helped us be diverse enough modular, as you say, to be able to bring in other guys into even ladies into meteor kings and be able to like progress because obviously there's a lot of collaboration going on right now with bands and that's where we're all leading into and that whole collaboration factor everybody who's doing an album in the future should always collaborate with everybody regardless if they're somewhat regionally independent and or you know whomever they may like yeah they, everybody but i feel that you know we've been very fortunate to you know work in the confines in the right direction to get guys like Chris, yourself, Jason, you know, eventually I want to get Donald out there with us and, you know, maybe turn it into a, a two piece setup. Cause you know, Russ and I go out and do those tours together where, you know, we're shooting duos all the time and it'd be awesome to get your guys's counterpart out there with all of you guys to do the, you know, when, when the world opens up to us being able to do it again, those are the things that I see that have been fortunate for Russ and I with being able to make that, that bridge happen. So as long as we can continue to keep manifesting those ideas and keep being able to produce, you know, scratch music on our end to send over, you know, like Russ said, it doesn't matter. We could end up with 10 people in this group where, you know, there could be a tour down the line. And, you know, you've heard me ask (laughs) Nick and Donald too. Hey man, when you guys aren't touring on the big stage and some of these guys aren't doing anything, would you guys want to go out and play some shows as the meager Kings? Cause you know, it's, it's, that's the team. That's the family. It's a, colla- it's a collab, uh, and, and and blessed if if we're blessed with it, like it can be like ideally like a, uh, it can be considered like one of these like collaboration supergroup people, like you know one of those yeah. kind of act, one of those kind of things. And it's all and it's just all about you know bringing everyone together when they can do it and uh, yeah. make it make it work that way and produce the music to the very best of our abilities and um and having you know. Guys like yourself and, and Donald and Nick on board make that so sweet, man. You know, honestly, yeah, you know I will say, too, you know, what's helped out is being able to grab up Jay Dionuzio from out your guys' way on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Love you, Jay. Yeah, you know, he obviously he works with Joey Harcum, and he's out there, you know, around the bump and ugly scene with all those guys out there. So I feel fortunate that Russ and I were able to get him, you know, situated with us and even like Paul King from out of Florida with the summer survivors. These are all guys that are all doing something that are all in other bands. You, you know, Donald and Nick, and even, you know, like you guys got Ballyhoo and you guys are out there killing it nonstop. So every guy that we're working with, it has other bands going on that it's great because those are the guys, obviously we want to be working with on a constant, on a consistent, because this, these projects are always constantly going to go out and no matter who's involved, we want to make sure that that family runs all the way for the next 20 years and 
definitely make the meager kings a, a one of those modular groups that's an all-star eclectic of it could be nationals it could be the independent regionals but i think that russ and i are very fortunate to be situated in that box right now so yeah, yeah it's a very cool approach you know um you're gonna be able to i don't know play shows and have different guys come in and out and um and then when the record the next record comes around i mean who knows what can happen you know yeah who knows who can be on it you know who, who knows can be on the different instruments and i think it's all about that sound and finding this sound and and find because the songs are, are the songs yeah they're, they're going to be uh, you know whether they're you know would be coming out like acoustic or, or you know that it's or with uh however however many pieces are needed for each song to create the project it's, you just never know who the artist is that's going to be able to uh to, to answer the phone call that day and say hey man what are you doing uh, between this date and this date um you know and, and my ideally i like the fact of getting everyone together and 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 you know, I, I'll use a, like John Mellencamp as an example. <laughs> this dude spent his entire career with a different band behind him almost every single tour, right? And and they were all talented, great dudes. And uh, and they would get together and like hustle the shit out of out of rehearsals. Everybody would be it would be nice and organized and out of rehearsals, and then they'd hustle the shit out of like stage rehearsal for two or three weeks straight, and then hit the road for three or four months. You know, kind of things like that. And and um and that's what inspiring to me. Like that's something that I would like. Uh, Meager Kings uh, to be able to do uh, once we decide or once we once we know who can go and when they can go and and have all this music that's already developed that that from a core group of guys that uh, that they can they can go and learn their parts and play their parts and if, and if they and if they become uh, more part of the creative product process of it all uh, then then they'll be in the studio working on it too you know what i mean and 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 if by chance their schedule doesn't leave them open to go on the road with us there's going to be another professional that can do their job you know um and you know so that's a different approach uh, be, uh being the fact that i've i've been in it for several several years on a solo level of things of as a songwriter and just an acoustic guy and um and this is a way of bringing it all together uh what, which actually has been a, a, a large vision of myself and chris's for a long time and uh, just being able to operate it, and it's definitely going to operate a little bit differently than uh, than the guys that were blessed to have been around each other since they were kids, like you know, like yeah. what you guys got rocking. You know what I mean? Because I, I grew up in a town where I was the only person I knew that played music. You know, I, I no no one else in my high school was sitting was willing to sit down and, and play and, and and actually create something with me and things like that. And, and even into my twenties, I would move from town to town. It was always hard to get to know somebody. And, you know, but I was always trying to produce and always trying to find the right guys. And, um, you know, it's it's wild that it took this long. But here we are. And um, and I've been I feel blessed into a circle, a circle of people that that put just, you know, put the same or more amount of years into it that I have. that reached heights way beyond what I've ever reached that are willing to say uh, and have a mutual respect to say, you go, bro, you're just one song away. Let's just keep doing this thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's all it takes. I think people people recognize uh, hard workers recognize hard workers. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And uh, I think that you know it just shows. And you both good dudes, and you know we we've done a lot of stuff together. And uh, you know you keep doing that that Latour de Vore, um, that that's gonna that's gonna grow. I mean, I was telling you back in January, uh, it sucks I got sick, or whatever, and I, I know my performance has suffered. I, they could have been better on my part, but I know that like we we can have you know you guys are definitely gonna that's gonna grow into something even bigger 
Um, you just stay on the paths that you're on. Keep doing the things you're doing. Russ, keep doing the thing in the morning. I think you should do a couple at night just to, um, you know, yeah. to get that audience and let people know that you exist. Um, yeah. You can maybe turn it into like a, a, a Patreon thing where you do a little bit, you know, a little bit in the morning or whatever, and then do another show in the evening strictly for Patreons, you know, like, yeah. like that, you know. We have to find as as musicians, as artists, we have to find other ways to monetize, um, you know, to for moments like these when we can't go out and work. And people, your fans are, are they want to help. You have to give them something to support, you know. Um, and I think something like that might be a good idea for you. Um, to consider doing a Patreon well, or something. Uh, or, uh, you know, I think you got to be at a certain level on youtube to do subscriptions but um yeah there but but patreon thing is very simple to sign up for and you can just you know come up with some cool stuff do a special show once a month make it like 10 bucks a month or five bucks a month yeah I mean, let's say i do that free. once a month actually i do i do a private live stream once a month with a 10 dollars cover charge oh man and, do a patreon and been, add some things all right so, I see i've never got any patreon i've never i've never even uh, indulged to see what it's about yeah, I mean, imagine you—you you know, it's like yeah, I think people want to help, and um, and if it's five or ten bucks a month for you to give them some good stuff, and you, like I said, you want to over deliver, you want to make it give it needs to be valuable at some level, um, but yeah, do some some show like once or twice a month that's just for your patreons, and um, that could be something very cool, and that's just a little bit of money in your pocket to just put back into the. Yeah. Put, put uh -huh. back into the product like get a better camera get it get a light ring get get like you know buy a new mic buy buy a good mic like things like that like that's what i did with the podcast money so i think whatever money i get from the pod i take it and i put it back in i buy yeah. it or whatever um you know so people understand that you're not getting rich it's it's i put it back into the show back into the process most definitely and then and then do, go further and like show people the process show them how you're doing your thing like write a song right in front of them you know live could be something you know what's crazy yeah. that you say that because we've act, we've discussed that too because i you know in the last you know obviously you know too how in the last two months we went out and got those cameras and stuff that we're working on to, to start you know right. coming into our to do our you know our shows and when russ and i did that show last week that was the first time him and i had played together since the oh. end of february so it'd be nice to yeah start incorporating obviously if we could get the guys together to do more of a Russ has a line out in the studio right now, so you probably will see a Meager Kings full show sometime here. Soon. Yeah, we're gonna get 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 our guys together and uh, make it happen for sure. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, Russ and I, you know, you know, him and I have talked even more about trying to get more vocalized within that that video shooting. Even myself trying to get more incorporated with. You know, I've obviously talked to both of you guys about it too. You know, getting on there and putting little blimps out to the people, regardless and. You know, matter if you're on the islands or if you're driving down the road or walking through the city of Indy, you're right. You should always be putting it out there for them, for the for the fans. But, uh, you know, like I said, I have to get better at being vocal to that, too. So there is a mainframe to that. Yeah, there's there's a because I think you're you, you might think in your head like it's subconscious too. like. Nobody wants to sit here and watch me uh, packing up orders and putting labels on packages but they fucking do. And people are very, and I'm trying to be engaging, you know, cause sometimes I'll get my, get in this, I'll get in a zone. I'll be like up here, like, okay, printing my shit, slap it on, but I'll try to just talk a bunch of bullshit and, and talk, Hey, uh, what's your day like? And let, you know, read the comments and see, but mm -hmm. be surprised, you know, people, uh, 
people definitely want to they want to see these things they want to see like how we operate um on the daily you know when, when they don't see us on stage you know they'll hear the record but it's like how's the record made like what did you, what did we do to, to to make that record how is this yeah. written dude i'll i've been doing things where i'll go on instagram and just do a live of or, or make a video and put it up of a song that is nowhere near finished uh it's just this is, here's something i'm working on what do you think you know or if uh-huh. fuck you think, here's something i'm working on you know and and uh and people are like oh that's rad or whatever and they, you know it's just i think people really enjoy that i would love to, again i would love to see my favorite artists you know i love getting a sneak peek and uh I think we just we're, we're in that era now where it's just it's completely possible and and oh, you know you got to think like everything is content, everything is content no matter what you do. You can decide how private you want to be. Um, nobody's saying you got to put your kids and all your family and all in the videos, but um, it, it occasionally happens. My daughter will come here and jump on my lap when I'm doing a live or something. But um, yeah, but but you know it's like I don't know everything's content. It's like me when I'm deciding what LaCroix I should buy next, you know, like I'll take you to the, take you to the grocery store with me. What do you think I should get? You know, it's just, it's, it's just fun and it's something to take people's mind off of things for a while. And you, you end up creating this uh, organic relationship with your audience that you can't, you can't pay for that. You can't. No, you're uh, right about that. It's yeah. Literally priceless, you know? So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing. The way we got to, the way we're all working these days, I'll be honest with you. So it's the, you know, seeing the whole content streams and everything picking up in the social media world of the platforms and all that stuff going on. Here's one thing. I wish more people would use Twitter though. You know, everybody's, everybody's on every platform and you probably should be on every platform just because, you know, not, you know, some people aren't on Facebook. So yeah. you know, for instance, yeah. Russ, you should definitely be when you do your Facebook yeah. in the mornings. Uh, well, you know, you should probably have a laptop going to where you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, I'm working on getting all that together. I finally got me a MacBook. Oh, um, cool. so you're going like, to get on and start doing some good stuff there and um, uh, try to get like, multi-platform to stream yard does it go across multi-platform it does we're streaming to youtube and facebook right now oh wow well hey what's up people cool. love you yeah so that's yeah. Kind of crazy though so stream yard is like yeah when i asked you about zoom what made you switch over from zoom to stream yard what was the difference um zoom zoom is great zoom you can have like a hundred motherfuckers in here if you want uh which i don't ever want to do that but yeah yeah uh, it's just everybody talking over each other but uh-huh. um but stream yard makes it very easy like you don't have to download anything i just send you a link and as long as you're using chrome or your phone it'll work and uh like with zoom it it automatically makes you download the app um which some people don't like and that takes a little longer uh you gotta have the extra little code and all that shit yeah i mean like with with zoom if i send you the link like you just open the you hit the link and it opens it up for you there's no you don't need to know the code which is cool but uh, also with Zoom, it's it's kind of there's a weird workaround to get your audio into my interface um, to for me to record yeah. a broadcast. Whereas this StreamYard is just like this is it right now, and this is going out. Well, and, I, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna download the video and the audio, and yeah. then convert this into my audio podcast and throw that up on on Apple and Spotify. Um, but it's just very simple to use, and like being able to. Um, 
being able to like uh, fly in comments like this guy right here. Who this? Who is that guy? Yeah, um, who this? Who is that guy? Who that? You know this. I love this feature right here. What's up? Hey Donald. What up, D? How you doing, man? They were talking really <laughs> nice things about you, Donald. Yeah, we were talking mad shit earlier. Mad shit. <laughs> um, yeah, about how good of a drummer you are. Well, you know, so that that's why I like StreamYard. You can only go up to five people, and I feel like paying twenty five bucks a month, I should be able to go to have more people. But you don't really need more than that on a podcast anyway. I don't think right. um, yeah. I, the price point's a little high. I, you know, I think they could do fifteen bucks a month. But you know, the stream seems pretty flawless. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to do like uh, music sometimes because the audio will drop in and out so i gotta Ooh. go back to obs and use that and stream ah. it there but um i like it i like being able to use the graphics and fly in the comments like this and uh you know it's so it's just nice it's, it's a good way and i can throw in my intro and it just looks dope you know yeah it, I mean, does, I mean, yeah. Like it, it, seems, it seems very streamlined and uh like i said regardless of the price point or whatever Ooh, yeah, just looking at it from my end and like seeing the whole setup and like seeing the Facebook post popping in. I think like I can. It's crazy because I can't even see them when it pops up on my end. The little picture of who it is and who's yeah, posting what. It's all live, and I, I just, also when it's done, it goes. It posts right to Facebook and and YouTube as a video. Um, so I don't have to do any post processing, you know, yeah. uh, anything weird. The only thing I don't like is that if my guests aren't recording themselves, like with a good mic like this, um, on a separate, like pro tools or garage band or something, this is the audio that we're going to get in the audio podcast. And it just sounds terrible. That's, that's my one gripe. So I try to get my, my guests to, uh, to use a mic and record themselves and yeah. wave when we're done so I can do it there. But it doesn't always work out that way. So this is cool. This is fine for now, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely going to work up. And eventually, like, my whole goal is I want to have, I want to get out of this place into a new, a new house where I have a separate building, uh, garage or whatever that I can turn into a studio. And then so it'll be multi-purpose, like record bands, but then also be a podcast studio for video and all that. I just have everything set up, have people come to the, come to the, uh, come to the crib and, you know, we'll record some music. We'll do a podcast, like stuff like that. But you, this is great being able to talk to you guys in Ohio and Indiana. You know, like, I, I always think this is something special. Like it, it, it always, it always gets me, it tickles me inside. So I'm always like, well, you're in Baltimore, you're 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 in Maryland, you're in Indy, Ohio. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's just, man, it's great. That's yeah. great. It really is. That's great, man. Um, Plus the monotony of of not being able to see you guys every day is really cool too because it's like now I can actually see you guys. It's nice to do it this way. Phone mm-hmm. calls are like over, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's about all phone calls. What about? Like, phone calls? I like seeing people. It's like you get that little FaceTime with people, and it's just better than just you know being like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, whatever, you know. Well, like you like, and I said too, like when we had our last Zoom meeting, what a couple of months ago with the three of us. All right, like I said, even for writing perspective, even to be able to sit here, say if we're writing the next acoustic track or we're tracking something and we're writing it down, it's like we could literally be sitting discussing the ideas via you know our living rooms while you're sitting in the studio to shoot these ideas back and stuff like that. So if it did a lot, it cut down that minimal trip in between driving back and forth. That's what it did too. So yeah, this is great, man. I love it. We can get on here and we talk about what's 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 next, you know, and you know, in private or out in public for everybody to see. 
Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's great. I'm, I I fully embrace technology. I always have. I've always been about forward thinking and what's next and what can we do to make this better. And uh, I'm all about exploring and trying different platforms. You know. I'm like if I say if I say Siri, turn off your lights. Will your lights turn off? Uh, not Siri, but the Echo. Or the <laughs> hey, Echo, turn my lights down. I don't have that. I have it's it set off, to name, so. uh, But that's why I said you you are about the technology, and that's how I find out a lot too about like <clears throat> you've you've given me some education on this whole social media platform stuff. So you know it's it's great to figure that stuff out because, like I said, you you do have your hands in that technology world when it comes to not just the music, but this whole stuff with the computer and the schematic of the OBS software and the interfaces and you know, your Kemper and everything that you do with the sounds and the, you know, the tones of things. So just makes sense. You know, it's helped us be able to get our platforms, you know, more developed into what, you know, Russ is doing and even what, you know, I'm trying to progress into now with these cameras and stuff like that. So it has watching you has helped us a lot, try to figure a lot of this stuff out. So good, man. That's, that's what I want. I want people to watch this stuff and listen to the pod and I want people to learn something, you know, and if, if anything, entertaining. Yeah, your pods, this pod, Tales from the Green Room podcast, man, you've done a phenomenal job getting the artists that you've got onto this platform. Like, you're, you're knocking this thing out of the park. So if anybody can learn from it, it's like this is – your platform is a really good learning educational platform because you do really do talk about other things and not just the music. You talk about society and the computerization of technology, stuff like that. So that's why I like – catching up on this stuff too because you do you're you're pretty versatile with what you're throwing out there so it's been a it's been a labor of love to be honest i I just love it man i love making shit so um i got some ideas though real quick so you said something about an acoustic album i'm like what would we we should take this this full album and and run it back into the acoustic one russ and send them over and throw that out there to the people yeah, take take the album, run it into the acoustic machine, and just let it spit out an acoustic record. You know, there you no, there's, there's no reason not to. You yeah. know, like we've got the, so many other songs. I think we could do the acoustic stuff with so many. The, you, you, that's the beauty of it, though. It's like you can take this entire record and make an acoustic version of it and release it later or side by side. Um, I mean, mo- you can take new songs and do it. I mean, yeah, you know. Most every song on this record actually has a different version of yeah. that song. That how because it was written songs like um, songs like Deja Vu uh, that was written as a very slow ballad in the key of of C, and we play it in E at a real like kind of rock pace and lots of downstrokes. And like uh, Holy Ghost was written as like a, a very reggae chunky uh, song, and of course that turned into another driver, you know. So like, there's actually a lot of different versions of those songs that already exist. So that's probably not a bad idea. Probably. <laughs> Dude, there, there's, there's no reason not to. And I think people love acoustic music. Um, acoustic guitar is so non-invasive. And you can play it like anytime, just when you're chilling or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's a nice way to like hear the songs in a broken down, stripped down manner. Um, really listen to the lyrics and, you know, you can really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not, dude? I think yeah, we should throw together like a, like an LP or something like that, Chris. Like do like four or five of these songs differently. Yeah, well, I mean that's not a that's not far off because, like I said, a lot of the construction of all the songs that we've ever done all came from acoustic. So everything that I've ever worked with Russ on that he's 
thrown out there. That's my bread and butter, baby. You know, I've my mind's always taken. It's weird because my mind always takes the songs into a whole nother. Like my mind takes it into a whole nother world of like I'm hearing things when he sends it to me. So, being able to take it back to the OG of where the strong where the songs you know came from would be pretty cool for the people to see like because the songs are different what you're going to get from this meager king's album that's going to come out is completely different than what it would have been when you listen to just the stripped down acoustic versions of the songs. so there is a variety for people to have a difference between what the acoustic song is going to be and what this album is going to come out being so i'm actually really happy about that because there is a there is a differential within the acoustic and the in the full album production so look think- at us getting creative we did it <laughs> We did it. I mean, think outside the box and just make it happen. You know, if you've got the time, which we do, you know, like make, make some stuff and just put it out. I I really think just, uh, I love the Russ that you're doing this, this morning show. And uh, I think you should do a couple evening shows. Like I said, get, get, get some new people into it, draw them to the morning show and then possibly set it up to do a Patreon or something, something that's going to monetize your, you know, your passion. And, um, and get people stoked and, uh, you know, give them something to support. Because I think I believe that people want to support and oh, yeah. want to be do, taken man. away from from this bullshit that we're dealing with. People yeah, are thankful for, for like taking away. I mean, I mean, entertainment is so valuable for that reason alone is that it lets it's lets someone escape even for just a, three minutes, escape uh, a lot of the pressures of, of like true life. Uh, you know, the reality. You know, the dailies, I mean, get them away from the dailies. If you can take somebody away from the daily for at least five minutes and give them a Zen moment of like of a meditational moment, and that's the music that does that, then I agree. It's like get everybody out for three or four minutes, take a deep breath, walk outside, listen to the tune, listen to everybody. Every day I promote it every day like that, just like that. You know, when there's not a pandemic, people need it um, mm-hmm. alone right now. Uh and I think I think most of the time people don't get to uh, take a moment for themselves uh, as much as they want to. I, I think people don't take it, but I think people don't get to take it. They don't get the time. Some people are super busy with a lot of things, family, you know, maybe they're just really upset about a health bill or. Mm-hmm. a car a car bill like because they got to get new brakes or something like yeah yeah because life you know, comes at you dude and it doesn't slow down life Sometimes hits you hard, hard and it's, it does and just and when I, you think that you you got it you don't it's just the way it is you know yeah mm-hmm. it's it's all about how you uh it's all about how you respond you know and um and, uh, and hopefully people you know you know there's a lot of people that don't that don't they can't see past it, you know, and it makes it really tough. So uh, I try to tell people that like, you know, this is, there, there is a way like we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to the end of this, get through it or whatever. Um, it's all about how you handle things. If you can try to handle it in a positive way and not think your, your life is over, there are certainly certain events that will crush you, you know, no, for um, sure. but, uh, you know, and it's, 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 everybody's in different situations, but you know, it gets dark sometimes. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay, stay gotta strong. And try light, to stay well, I will say, you know, without, you, without, without, light, you know, I will say without like family, good friends and just great minds of people around, everybody should circumference themselves around that 
because like I said, you guys, you know, I mean, be like, Hey, you know, you know, I, it, without you guys, I could have been in such a different ballpark right now. You know what I'm saying? Like this year for me has been crazy between, you know, yeah. you know, you know, my mom and then all this COVID stuff. It's like, but my, my point to it is without the, the good people, the stronger minds, you know, a lot of things could have, you know, went whatever. But like I said to people, keep the good people with you regardless of who they are. Stay strong is what my point is to that. There's a lot of good minds to help you beat the obstacle. A good support system. That's, mm-hmm. that's so important. You know, surround yourself with people that are positive and support you and push you and push them. And be happy for, be happy for others when they got good shit going on. Most definitely. Be supportive. Russ tells me all the time how like how stoked he is about the stream or with the new music right. or whatever. Like that, yeah, dude. you know yeah, that yeah. that all. It seems like a little thing, but it all counts. It makes you feel good about yourself. You know, it's like, and if everybody felt good about themselves, we'd be in a way better place. You know? Amen. Man. I'll tell you what, man. I have not been able to stop listening to your album, by the way. The new, I have, I'm like not even joking between my phone. I turn phone on and it makes me feel good is what I'm saying. Like it starts my day off right for me to go out and like, as soon as I listen to those eight tracks, nine tracks, I'm like, all right, my day started. Let's go. And you know, obviously our, our music's involved to me listening to it, but I have not been able to stop hitting play on this album every day, man. So it makes me feel better. It makes me feel good in the mind, but it goes back to what, but it goes back to what you're saying. Like, you do hit, hit a lot of people with uh, words, so that's great, man. I love to hear that. That's all I want. Keep I want to be affected in a positive way, man. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we do this. That's why don't stop the music. You know, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going out there, and like I was saying earlier, I didn't get to finish my point, but like you know, people are putting off putting out their records and stuff lately, and I understand it. That's fine. It's up to them. But I feel like people need it. I feel like people need music. They need to get away for a little bit. You can fight all day long. You can fight the good fight. Um, you can be a part of that, but you also need to take some time for yourself because you can't can't do this twenty four seven. It's mm-hmm. getting, you're gonna run yourself into the ground. It needs it needs a little moderation, you know. Um, there needs to be a little bit of time off, you know, and you can get right back to it the next morning or whatever. But um, I think everybody needs music, and I would love to hear new tunes from my favorite artists right now, you know. Oh, for sure. So. Hell yeah, you know, and that that gives us strong faith too, you know. Like I said, it's like. We're getting into we're what's today's July first, right? Today is July first. Today is the first of July. We did it. You know, happy first of July <laughs> to all of you that have, uh, and I mean that you know, you know, on the strength, like happy first of July for getting to this point, and you know, we're all still here. And like you said, man, like that gives me faith to know to get the rest of our tracks out that we have that are coming off the album. And I seriously, between us and myself. And all the people in the Meager Kings, like I'm looking forward to finally like getting the full album out to everybody to to see what they think. Because obviously, like I said again, we got Mind Over Matter now coming out at the end of July 31st, which is our next track coming off that that album. Yeah, that's our push this whole month. We got 31 days to push, push, push Mind Over Matter. Mm-hmm. And now, and like I said, and that just is not just for Mind Over Matter either. That goes along with Shake. Like I really feel that we put Shake out at the right time frame for everybody to adhere to something to you know get some feeling from that mind over matter is a big one to me because i really feel like that one's you know like you know obviously we say think before you speak and that's a there's reasons for that but um going back to the first two songs you know holy ghost and cannonball um being able to have you know jason and nick and 
uh, you know, and, and Donald and everybody just rocking those two songs out. So like I said, you know, everybody just pay attention. Holy Ghost, Cannonball, Shake, Mind Over Matter. Four songs out of ten so far, and we still got six more to go that nobody's got to catch on to yet that we haven't released. So I'm are you guys releasing that. singles or are you going to release the album soon? We'll end up doing the full album. So um, it depends. After Mind Over Matter, we may put one more single out, which obviously the three of us can discuss if that's the case. But at that point, I'm also saying the full album, hopefully by the end of the summer, Maybe by Labor Day. Yeah, a good one to go with, too, I think. Could That's be. Fun. But we want to release Apathy. the whole album in its entirety. But, yeah, like you said, Apathy Nation could be the next one after Mind Over Matter. But I would have to say by Labor Day, September time frame, that full album will be out to the public. Yeah, yeah. I'd like that, too. Mm-hmm. Really like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, because at some point, you know, if you keep doing singles, you're uh, are you guys stacking them? Yeah. Yeah, if you keep the at, which I did. So this new album, it became a surprise album for us because we were just doing the singles thing. We were stacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, once you hit a certain duration, Spotify and, and Apple uh, declare it an album. They categorize it as an album. So all of a sudden, you got an album if you put too many songs on. Too many. It's like. 26 minutes maybe i think we're like because the album is like 29 minutes long or 28 and a half minutes yeah so we were just gonna keep throwing out singles and it was originally gonna just be message to the world with a bunch of shit that a couple new songs and a bunch of shit you've already heard just to have in one place and then it ends up and now it's an album so okay it's it's album number eight whatever So so (laughs) so remember that so figure that when you uh you know so maybe another single and then it's time to do the record. That's 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 what I was. It's interesting that you actually said that too about that because when I was looking through your track listings, I'm like, hey, there's some songs on here that he, had, that that were already that had just come out. But now the explanation of you explaining that, it makes sense that they took all of the singles and they compacted it into that album. So now that you actually just answered my question to that because I was going to ask you about that. For all the fans watching and wondering right now, you're going to see a lot of this. You're going to see a lot of your favorite artists putting out singles over time and then eventually there'll be an album with singles that you've already heard that is more for us because it helps generate more streams for our other songs um but it's also for you in in that everything's all in one place now um so we're going to try to leave some things as a surprise if we can but uh you are going to see a lot of singles and stuff from the past but for the next stuff that we're going to do it's going to be a clean slate we're starting over it'll be a fresh new set of songs. So you won't see Dark Sunglasses and Renegade and Cali King or Fighter on the next release. It's going to be a brand new bunch of songs. So um, but so I'm hoping to have another single out end of this month. Uh, speaking of which, happy 25 years to Ballyhoo. Yeah. Happy 25, so, Ballyhoo. July 1995 is when we started this band. Donald. Wow. Man, boy. And uh, so that was 25 years ago, if you, if you know how to do math. And um, are you doing are you doing like a uh, like a 25 years and 25 days throughout a throughout July or something like that? There that would, have a, I didn't have a plan. I wanted to do something. I, I, I would have been, it would have been fun to do like a documentary or something. I really want to do like a big head, big talking head documentary. Um, yeah. But uh, we just haven't sat down to do it. I, I do want to dig up some old footage and put it together and make a nice little presentation cool, you know um, what's crazy are you gonna throw a bunch of your uh old nino shows from finley up in there 
<laughs> I've got footage somewhere of that stuff. Like, yeah, for well, that one moment, for the one moment where they decided to lay up like a hundred shots across you on the front of that bar, and yeah, you guys were like, it was, it was, it was, we do Sunday night shows, and then Monday at twelve a.m. There's just a line of shots at the front. I'm like, ah, oh, we're machines. And that goes back to what I said, because back then you could not sell liquor on Sundays. Yep. So after that happened, midnight was your Monday morning to where they're like, Guess wow. I can sell you liquor now because it's Monday morning. <laughs> and then there it was just a, a line of shots, trays. Yeah. Just ugh, I can't even think about it anymore. It's nuts. Yeah. That would, but, you know, that's a great development, though, of what, you know, not saying of what value who it is or anything, because it's definitely not. It's just those days. That when you guys were playing back then, you know, in the circuit of like doing those cover shows and stuff, people, I, you know, I don't know if people understand that, but you guys came from a, a little bit of that market as well. That, um, you know, going to the late night bars and playing two, three hour shows sometimes, you know. Oh yeah, man. So it's it's been a been a long ride. Um, <laughs> you know, we, so check this out. Nineteen ninety five, Ballyhoo starts rehearsing for their first show which will happen in march 1996 but the band forms officially 25 years later july 1st virginia decriminalizes weed that happened today happened today Ta-da. i'm not it's saying there's a connection i'm not saying there's not a connection you know what i said i, I wonder what i with you in that I, there is a connection the other day marijuana laws or is this even real and i go i was just i listened to marijuana laws about a week and a half ago and thought that same exact thing and i'm like none of this is going to be relevant to what they're about to do one day one day that song will not be will not be applicable and i'm totally cool with that i'm totally fine with that but you know what's cool though there is a point in time where that song came from a duration where that was very applicable yeah it wasn't until i mean what colorado finally did it in 14 so it's Mm -hmm. like you know, here we go. It's just, uh, just why, why it takes so long for other states to catch on. If it's if it's good over here, why, why is it not good over here? State lines are fucking arbitrary. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just, there's no, it looks, like, not, if you cross from Maryland into Pennsylvania, it looks exactly the same. There's <laughs> parts of Maryland that look like Pennsylvania. You know, it's like, there's no, there's parts of Western Maryland that look like Virginia and West Virginia. It's like, there's no, you know, it's, it's, Ridiculous. I mean, seriously, I come out to Maryland and there's parts of Maryland that look exactly like the lake side of Ohio. So I'm it's saying, man, so why is weed okay here, but not over here? It's like so dumb. <clears throat> so it's, that's great, though. You know, congratulations, that. Virginia. Like they like, like I said, congratulations for that. That's that's a big deal, especially in our world. I'm glad we got to leave on a high note. Um, no. There you go. So uh, everybody, please go follow the Meager Kings. They got an Instagram, it's just at Meager Kings, and then Russ Bomb, Chris Carasales, right there. There's their there's their tags right there. Go go hit them up. Hold on, it's there like that. This guy and this guy. Um, <clears throat> go hit them up and uh, go listen to tunes. They got a new song called Shakeout right now. Uh, I produced the record. I was I was happy to be part of it. Thank you, uh, thank you. Donald Spangler played drums. Nick played bass. Uh, our old, our old bass player Jr. Yep. played bass on two songs. He tagged on a couple of them. Yep. Yeah, Jr. Gregory. Jr. Gregory. Well, seriously. Uh, so yeah, go check out the Meager Kings, Honest Music, and I think you guys will like it. It's a good little rock record, uh, and that'll be out real soon. But go listen to Shake. It's probably my favorite one on the, on the record. It's acoustic. It's dope. Um, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Finally, oh, thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. You're making dreams come true, dude. You're making dreams come true. Up, man. Seriously, thank you for like having Russ and I on. I, I 
we must and I have always talked about, ooh, it's going to be so cool. One day we actually get to come on and come talk. I, I've been a massive fan of Tales, dude. You know, I, I'm a religious listener, you know, so like I'm like ridiculously fanboying to be part of this, even though I, I know we spent the studio time together. And we love each other. We've been on the, on the road together. But this to me, I remember when you were talking about putting this thing together, man, and, mm-hmm. and to watch you grow it. And uh, what number are we on? 121? Is that what you 121, said? 121, yeah. 121. Yeah, I can't like, believe I remember that number. That was two and a half hours ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago in our in our history. You know what yeah. I will say though for the future. Thank you, seriously. Yeah. I was gonna say though for us real quick. Yes, we will be doing our second one with you guys, and we will be tracking more with Howie Spangler and Ballyhoo, and going to the Batcave in Aberdeen and uh, doing some more of this good work. So the second album is in production right now, as far as new tunes coming off after this one. So send me some links so I can hear these little, songs. Little, little Papa Spangler. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll do that today. We'll send that over today so we can start getting this thing worked out. But. Do that, please. Get that Dropbox over. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to Tales from the Green Room. This has been episode number 121. Uh, Meager Kings, Russ Baum, Chris Garsalis. Uh, please subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, give the video a like. Um, and if you're on Facebook watching right now, please uh, give it a like. Share it around. Um, and so sub up at Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, lots of stuff coming. I guess I'll uh, I'll see you soon, guys. Have a good day. All right. You too, brother. You too, man. Wake right, up at nine thirty with me. Yes. Thank you, Howie. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem, guys. Thank you. Man.